this week on the BevCast, my partner is dead! One man, we're force. All right, and welcome to the hey, BevCast. Hey, BevCast. Hey, BevCast. Hey. Episode 129. Oh, hi. Hi, 129. Oh, hi, 129. So, uh, I'm Harlow. I'm Maggie. I'm B. And I'm Chuck. And I have a little story I have to tell you. <laughs> Force movies are what give this podcast the power. They're energy fields created by all things awesome. They surround us, penetrate us. They bind our cinema together. They penetrate us? I don't yes, want to be penetrated. <laughs> I thought they were a little, like... Midi chlorians, mm-hmm. midi No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I thought no. If, I thought if you took no. the blood from a no, I bad if, BJ. If you took no. the blood from an awesome movie, no, and then looked at it under a microscope, no. you no. could count no. how awesome it is. Right, I'm yeah. gonna hit you with a newspaper, right on the nose. <laughs> no, bad. So here we are. We're bad in, we're in week theme. three of Force Month. Hooray, Force, Force Month. Month. All right. And uh, let me tell you how we rate our movies in case you're just joining us for Force some strange Month. reason. Welcome. Our good bad movies, our enjoyable bad movies, they get one to five jocks. as some robot jocks. Yeah. And the bad yeah. bad movies, the stay away ones, they get one to five bags in a negative sense as some douchebags after Twilight. No. Boo. So to continue our force, our tour de force, uh-huh. we decided to do 1989's One Man Force. Oh, good. Woo. Starring... Sloth. Mackie is wearing Matuzak. his head on like Jordy LaForce. Yes. Stop that. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> so Matusak. Anyway. Matusak? I don't know. Matusak. I think Ma- I like Matusak. John Matusak. His nickname is Twos. So. Twos. Yeah. So let's get a plot summary out of the way so we can talk about one man. Force. Hey, Harlow. Do the plot summary. Okay. In this action-packed film, an L.A. cop speeds off to get revenge upon the dirty drug-dealing dogs who killed his partner. Yeah, all right. That is one of my favorite summaries we've ever had. Speeds off. That is correct. <laughs> I like the alliteration of druddy, dr- dirty drug dealing dogs. That's good. That's good I like stuff. It. So, yes, John Matuzak, better known to the world as Sloth from the Goonies. Yes, and from and some a couple other movies, other things. Yeah, and movies. was it was it North Dallas Forty? Yeah, big, I mean, in the eighties, this guy yeah. popped up in everything. Sure, you just you saw him. But this was probably well, one he of was his on only, a whole bunch of TV shows. Yeah, yeah. this was probably his only like big starring starring role. vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he was well, on his way. Well, that's the interesting thing because when the movie starts off, like he's got a partner who's like the good looking slick guy, and who was kind of Flash Gordon. From, yeah. Yeah. Like, and if you didn't know, you would think that's the main guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's but this no. hairy beast who's his partner? No, instead it's John Matuzak, <laughs> right. who is literally twice the size of anyone else in the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it starts off a little strange because he, he comes rolling up in his big old giant 80s car and... Uh, a late model sedan. Sure. <laughs> and gets out. And, As in every police description right. ever. And he basically like rips off the burglar bars on this place, then then picks the lock, and then goes in and creeps around like he's going to rob this place. Yeah, in retrospect, him, on his head. him pulling the bars off the door was odd, considering how the scene plays out. Yeah, that's, that's a little true. Yeah. But anyway, he, he sneaks around, there's a couple people in the bar, and then all of a sudden, gunfight happens, well, a lot of people look like they're getting shot, <laughs> Yeah. and another dude pops up out of nowhere and shoots some people, like the bartender and... And John Matuzak's character, mm-hmm. Swan. I'll just, I'm going to say Swan from now on because I mm-hmm. think that's awesome. Jake Swan. Jake, Jake Swan. Swan. <laughs> but, uh, and then it all turns out it was like some kind of weird paintball game. Yeah. Like, it just some, he, some good natured fun. Yeah. Like he, he's a cop. So is his partner, uh, Flash Gordon dude, Sam Jones. And, uh, mm-hmm. 
And they were like, I guess, friends with the lady that owns the bar or something. I don't know. I think I think husband. she was the girlfriend or wife. She was the wife of, of Flash Gordon guy. Of yeah. Flash yes. Gordon guy. Yeah, and that was their kid. I yeah. hope that's all. That's all we're gonna call him the rest. Of the sure, Flash Gordon guy. Well, Flash he's Gordon not guy. in it for a whole lot. No, he, he no, he leaves early. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so that that all happens, and they're like, ha ha ha, we trashed the place and shot paintballs everywhere, and and then she throws a hundred towels at them. At them. <laughs> And also shot the uh, the village drunk, yes, right. who's asleep at the end of yeah, the bar. Yeah, these paintballs right. are apparently really powerful because they shatter his beer bottle. Mm-hmm. Yes, right they in also front of him. they also shatter other barware. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they fucked their bar up. Yeah, yep. All in the like, name of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yeah. Now we got to go. Let's get to work. Yeah. <laughs> so they go and um, first they have to go see the the lieutenant McCoy, who's right. Ronnie Cox. Yeah. Yay, Ronnie Cox. Yeah. Bam Castellum. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, uh, Bam Castellum. <laughs> and so they go to see him, and he's like, I don't believe you don't have sufficient evidence. He does everything but call him a loose cannon. Get out of my mm-hmm. office. Got it. Oh, we like, were so, so close. close. So yeah. close. Well, and, and I love that they're painting his office. Yeah. Like, there's some lady in the background just painting the walls. I Eventually, honestly, they get Ronnie Cox so fired up that he <laughs> knocks the ladder right. and spills the paint everywhere. I honestly think they were shooting that scene before the set was built. Maybe. I think it was just all of ruse to do that joke well that joke was terrible well i mean you <laughs> know to, you know to have him slam this hand of the paint sure but, but whatever i don't know so anyway they're like whatever chief isn't going to back us up we're going to go do this anyway so they they have their informant chico yeah and they they pull up and threaten him and like you better be telling the truth you know about this deal going down whatever the deal was yeah and so they bust yeah, in and, and it's of like course, don't be a pussy yeah. this deal's legit <laughs> of course they bust in and it's it's all a, a planned trap like it's these, an ambush these guys roll up and they've got a Big suitcase full of three guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A giant and, suitcase with just three guns rolling around yeah. in it. And one dude's up in the rafters. <laughs> three shitty guns. UC style, like ready yeah. to jump down and, and ambush these guys. And, yeah, and they've got like a shotgun taped under the the hood of this old car. Gangster and, car. Yeah. yeah. Nah. But yeah, so of there's course, a lot of old gangster cars in this. Yeah, it's, it's mostly this one. I mean, there, was there another one? There's he, another one when he takes the lawyer, out the lawyer dude. Oh, the that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Classic '40s style vehicle. Sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so of course they. They notice the shadow or whatever the guy up in the rafters almost immediately, and they, there's a little bit of a gunfight, and then a uh, partner guy takes the shotgun to the chest. Yes, and, and it world's most powerful shotgun. Shotgun throws him sixty feet back. Yeah. Oh, plus <laughs> this warehouse that they're in is full of refrigerators. Yes, refrigerator boxes. Warehouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very important. Yeah, because it, fl- it flings him into the refrigerator, mm-hmm. and then a little bit more of a gunfight, and he drags him out of the way, and he says something like, ah, run, ah, right, 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 movie speak, die. He says about two seconds worth of something, and then just instantly flops over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, And of course, that immediately enrages Swan, who then picks up the refrigerator that they were hiding behind, <laughs> and runs it into, like, Squashes runs with it into yeah. the dude. Yeah. Smashes a dude into a Another concrete yeah. post or yeah. something. All while, while just roaring. I mean, mm-hmm. just yeah, when, like, when, it's not subtle. When he gets mad, People know he's mad because yeah. it just turns into ah <laughs> yeah he, he yeah. roids out he, fuck he you hulks the fuck out <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah he kills a guy with a refrigerator and the rest of the dudes escape including the head Latino guy yes who was driving the car right yes mm-hmm. he's the one that actually shot his partner and he pretty right. much murders everyone else yes everyone else except the guy who did it yeah. When he first showed up and he had that mustache, I wanted to call him Latino Calrissian because, <laughs> but, like as, as the movie as the movie went on, like he looked more Freddie Mercury than yes. Lando. Yeah. Like when he first showed up, he was all smooth dressed and right. you know, like I was like, oh, dude, okay, this guy's a pimp. But yeah, not so much later no. on. 
No. You're saying he was not smoothly dressed later on? Well, no, he was. I mean, at one point he's wearing a wife beater and, you know, all yeah. wearing a hairnet. I mean, yeah, like he goes like true. full on. Yeah, he goes full okay, on. fine. Yeah. Street gangster. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you know, I thought he was the high class guy. No. Yeah. It turns no. out he's like fourth, he's a, fourth in line of just the bad lieutenant. guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But he's our thread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then he goes back and, you know, gets all pissed. He basically goes in a, a downward spiral trying to catch the killers. Oh, yeah. We get a real short montage yeah. of him just like roiding out on everyone and yeah. everything. Basically ending with him beating the shit out of Chico in the bar in the in the police house or in the, the behind bars in the police house. Right. Yeah. Which gets him called into the chief's office yeah. again. Again, not called a loose cannon, but no, me, but I mean, they, they're like almost nose to nose screaming at each other. And Ronnie Cox throws him off the force. And his response to that is basically just fuck you. <laughs> yeah, which he, they, they give him to the, him that one other time. Like when they were first leaving, like him and before his partner got shot when he was leaving, he's just yelling at him. Yeah. He's like, fuck you. Fuck shit. God, <laughs> fucker. As he's being escorted out of the building. Oh, yeah. And, and all the like, other cops are laughing at him. <laughs> ah, your partner's oh, a little mad today. Yeah. <laughs> So. Don't encourage him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all just a downward spiral to get him kicked off the force, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he goes back to the bar, and everybody's sad, mm-hmm. you know. And eventually, like guy comes in to the bar. Oh, oh, there's oh, the, I know there's, this one. there's the TV montage of, of, of well, there's the, the singer being kidnapped. the subplot of special appearance of Stacy Q, eighties eighties yeah. own Stacy Stacy Q. <laughs> <laughs> what you had to tell me who this was she had that song but mackie two had to tell hearts. me who she two, was oh, two so, of hearts yeah. two hearts two hearts that beat as one right right so she's playing I like that juice newton better <laughs> in a stretch she's playing a singer who's been kidnapped and they had the news has video of this oh kidnapping. yeah the security camera footage no, no, they said they were shooting a music video okay, okay. they were shooting yeah. a music video so so we just kept calling it's it just yeah, yeah, it's just this shitty bar and a little tiny a little tiny stage and they're performing and just dudes roll up with guns and like come on get out of here Rawr! and Hi. they steal her and like one hero dude says I will save you and instantly get shot for his trouble mm. and then they just wander out of the empty bar right so yeah I don't think there were more than six people in the bar no, there no. Was including there. the kidnappers right and uh, and the Stacey band Q. and the five piece band right sure <laughs> so yeah whatever. <laughs> But yeah, but, so that's that's the subplot because then like as he's wallowing in the bar and that whole subplot yeah. of quasi you know quasi family friends family drama yeah mm-hmm. all that gives us is the you're not my dad chip thing yeah and yeah the kid storms off mm-hmm. right and then because he's smoking dope well he instantly gets in tied up in drugs sure like, oh yeah as soon as as soon as shit goes down it's just like instantly he has scummy friends and it's drugs mm-hmm. time yeah but then this guy comes in and and claims to be the manager of Stacy Q's cameo character. Boy, this made no sense. None and, of this. And, and basically, he says, "Like, I saw you on the news that you're crazy, and I need a guy like you. I want to hire you. Here's <laughs> here's five grand. Yeah. You'll get another five grand after you you get her back. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's now he takes a private case. agent or private you know, investigator. He says later he's got his private investigator's sure. license. I don't know when he got that. He's eh. only been off the force like a day. Mm. Maybe you're just automatically qualified or something. I, right. I but know. I mean, them hiring him does make sense." Because he's because Chico and his guys have the girl. Yeah, I know. And they know that this guy wants them anyway. This whole thing is so, so why con- not? The plot is so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's well, one of it those like dumb. it's an excuse for him to kill lots of people. Sure, mm-hmm. I get that, but it's just and one of those situations angry. where like guy will string him along for the whole movie. Yeah, just I mean, we, just we, to we, get him to the finale. We have now covered most of the plot because like, right. the rest of it is now like okay, he's been hired to yeah. rescue kid, kidnap singer lady. Yeah. And then other shit and pieces will kind of fall together, but it's very minor. Sure. Mm-hmm. Basically, the the same people that 
kidnapped her, hired him to find her because they, I guess they want to kill him too, get him off their back or something. Right. Sure. Because well, no, they, what happens is there are two mob gangs. There's the South American one mm-hmm. that's got her. And then there's the sleazy guy from uh, Invasion USA. Richard oh, Lynch. I, I thought Richard they were Lynch. all part of the same deal. No, they were on opposing sides okay. of the deal. I didn't get that, but all right. Yeah, yeah they, they kidnapped the crooked... her as collateral to use. Sure. Okay. Oh, really? So that he would deal with them. Wow, you're okay. paying attention. Yeah, you got more than I did. I didn't get any of that. I just, I, I yeah, I just saw a bunch of scumbags. Yeah. No, and... they, well, that was kind of my issue with the movie. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, but it's kind of like there's two sides of bad guys, and they just kind of rotate which ones are fucking with wow. <laughs> fucking with Jake at what time. I never and got they, that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. Yeah. It works for me. Well, one of his first stops is he goes to the bar, right? The crazy bar? The blue leather yeah, bar. He's summit, yeah, like, he goes down to the evidence room and the... Yes, that's right. The, the sassy, the sassy <laughs> cop behind the counter... He just like, you know, it's like, oh, you never come down here, Jake. And he's Stacey like, yeah. Q case. And yeah. she's and like, so he gets the evidence and he gets a single matchbook that right. says blue leather bar. Yeah. So he goes to blue leather bar, which is, <laughs> it's what you think it's it is. It's a blue leather bar. <laughs> it's what we were expecting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Truth and advertising. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a little awkward because uh, it's basically like a gay fetish bar. Kind of, sort of, because there's like a dude, it's a little a tiny f- dude in a speedo dancing in a cage. Yeah, but there's kind like of a dominatrix. Fetish. It's yeah. a fetish bar that gay people are. At. But yeah, well, I mean, he walks in and immediately gets hit on by are. a guy, sure. and yeah. you know that sort well, of. Well, sure, thing. look at him. He's, he's dreaming. Oh, he's he's a <laughs> hulking. He's a hunk of man. man. He is a whole lot of man. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he is. He is gigantic. Like every scene, he towers. Yeah, he is. I don't know how tall he was but he's like nine foot seven he's I think. a big dude mm-hmm. like he's bending over to he's get six foot doorways. eight that's that's a big that's, dude that's enormous that's mm-hmm. a big dude but yeah like guy hits on him and he's just like yeah go away and then and chico is sitting in the corner with his buddies yeah and i think he spots him and all of a sudden he's like basically calls for a donnybrook because like <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. in the bar just starts <laughs> yeah, attacking him. everyone attacks yeah oh, yeah first first like chico's dudes escort him out the front right and then get they turn on. around and it's like yeah donnybrook fight yeah. Because yeah, they they literally started dogpile. Like they just mm-hmm. people come from like, all he different. He hits a couple guys, and then they like there's somebody leading a little. I don't think it's a midget, but it's a, a short, it's a short dude, dude in a pit It's like helmet. a dude like four and a half feet tall. Right, he is tiny. Yeah. Well, or maybe size. he's probably like <laughs> actually the dude's, the dude's probably six feet tall, but compared to John Matusik, he <laughs> yeah, looks okay. like he's yeah, like four right. feet. But he just looks like a tiny dude, and he's on a chain. And mm-hmm. then so they run behind Matusik, and they do the whole. Hey, push the guy over on the chain, and so he falls on his back, and that's when he gets piled on. Yeah, I mean, because people and are we flying were, from off screen just to land on him. And yeah, and it's so weird. We Everyone's fully acting expecting him, him to, to just explode out of the pile. Yeah, like Superman he just almost yeah. everything. Yeah, but it, it's so weird. Everyone in this bar is sort of acting like this is a regular occurrence. Like it's Thursday night pile on the new guy night or something. Because it's everyone's just like, possible it was. <laughs> I know, but it's just everyone's like, hooray! It's time for this now, mm-hmm. and you know, there's not anyone in the bar who's like, wait. Fellas, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is assault. <laughs> Was it rule yeah. 34? There's probably yes. actually a thing like, oh, yeah. I can only get off by, <laughs> by piling on people. <laughs> on a former football well, player. Yes. Dogpiling <laughs> and fighting a former football Dogpile. player. Dogpile.google.search. <laughs> but he does yeah. eventually get out from under the pile. And what follows is poorly edited, but jocks. What we do get to see is rather glorious in terms jocks. of people just flying through the air. Uh, and then when At he the gets hands a, of, he, oh, well, yes. he grabs the dude on the chain. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. And proceeds to fling him around <laughs> in a circle. 
like the ball, like what do they call the thing in the Olympics? You know where they got the ball oh, like that's on the, the end hammer. of the chain. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hammer yeah. Toss. This is what he does. Yeah. with this little guy. Yeah, who he's, he's, he's airborne he's, and taking people out. Nobody tosses a dwarf <laughs> yeah. except for John Music. <laughs> but yeah, he is like and and this <laughs> this little dwarf is just kicking people in the face as he's being thrown spun around. Yeah, people are just flying. that's pure genius. Yeah, yeah, but then. He kind of like eventually just chucks him and hmm. that's when the guy crawls up on top of the cage where the little guy was dancing in earlier. Right. And just wants kind of tries to hide didn't up he, there. Didn't from he Matusa. throw him up there? Yeah. He, he, yeah, he flung him up yeah. there. He flung him up there and then he crawled up to the top. But either way, he was flinging a man by a chain. Uh-huh. Yes. By around the neck. Yeah. Yeah. And then gets in more fights. And that's when the two henchmen, I guess. They're cops. For, They're dirty yeah. cops. Yeah. For Invasion USA guy. Okay. Show up. And I guess they save him for no particular reason. They yeah, say, like, they, like they come in and save yeah, him. Yeah. Sort of. And then as soon as they get outside, they hit him in the head and pull a gun. Oh, because well, they want to get him. Yeah. Well, like you now said, I understand like you said, they were uh, dynamic. If there's two different gangs, they were working for the other gang. So right. they were busting yeah. in, probably didn't even know he was there. They were just going to bust in and do whatever. Sure. Uh, I, th- and, I don't know. They No, because they, they pulled they up early. Him there. They pulled up early. Okay. They saw him go in. Yeah. yeah. Sure. They were just waiting. So, but yeah, they they basically they get him outside. He's like, "Hey, thanks, guys, a lot." And then they beat him over the head. And mm-hmm. oh, ha, we're bad too. And mm-hmm. somehow he gets away. I, I, yeah, well, he fa- very- he fakes like he's on the ground. The guy's got the gun on his head, and then he just fakes something and elbows the dude in the nuts. Yeah, and then oh, yeah. gets away. Which yeah, he does. He does get a good a few good Omega Cop kicks in. Mm-hmm. Like during well, the Donnybrook, he gets one guy. Yeah, they, they one- drive away, and he's like, "I'll get you," and then runs off the other direction. I mean, I know it was to, to get, get his, his car, car yeah. but it just seemed odd that I'm coming to get you, and then he runs the other way. Yeah, and he chases them and I, apparently follows them without them realizing that he's following them because he follows them into this office building and sees them go in and talk to uh, Burn Guy. I can't remember. <laughs> Stop calling Richard him. Lynch. Richard Lynch. <laughs> Richard Lynch. Adams. Adams is his name in the movie. Okay, so yeah. they follow and see them have this meeting with him. And then he's like, uh-huh, okay, this this guy in this place. And mm-hmm. then he goes to see his friend in the, in the stock exchange or something. Yeah, he has an Asian friend because they know how to run computers. Mm-hmm. And, well, well, they think yep. they said that he was a stockbroker in the credits or whatever. But I mean, it's like he, he basically can pull up all the information. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, so I fall into this building. Who's in charge? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, that's the guy I saw them meeting with, apparently. So right. It just it starts that connection. Yeah. I love connection. Just explaining the plot. Sure. Something to do in between beating people up. Yeah. And I mean, he goes, I'm trying to remember what happens next. Like, because he goes, he does some more investigating, gets in a few more little scrapes. He and follows stuff. the the Mexican dude, I guess, from the club to their house, which is like a pit or something, and then that's when he gets in the car chase with the other guys. It's confusing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just sort of random scenes thrown together. But sure. There, there, there's a there's a car chase scene. Uh, I mean, we could skip around. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of investigating and following and right, yeah, a couple minor fights that aren't overly exciting. There's but- that one scene where he goes to the decrepit apartment building mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just like a clown car of bad guys oh, opens yeah, yeah. up. It yeah. looks like all the members of NWA just <laughs> rush right. the building yeah. after yeah. him. I, it's weird. Like, I, I didn't really even understand what the point of that was, but he gets saved by a hooker. Like, he goes right. in their building and or in mm-hmm. her room. And- it, the oddest thing, it, it, it never- was an excuse to get... To let him bust through another door. Sure. sure. But it, it, it's never happened in a movie before or since where someone in a decrepit apartment building, when a white cop beats on the door and says, I'm a cop, I need help, the person opens the door and helps them. That never happens in these ever. movies. It's always just door slam, and they're yeah, like, fuck ah! you, cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not home. <laughs> she pretends they're boinking, and he gets out the window. Yeah. 
On to the next scene. We do get to see the only boobs in this movie. Right. Not great. Just her answering the door. Yeah. 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 But then uh, eventually, one gratuitous expression. Yeah, (laughs) sure. But he, he, I think he sees in the paper or something that the Stacy Q's manager is not the guy he talked to. So he's like, Mm -hmm. I've got to go figure this out. So he goes to that guy's wood apartment because it's weird. It's like it's all wood. Mm -hmm. Everything's wood, including the wood burning in the fireplace of wood. (laughs) (laughs) But he goes in there and finds the dude dead, and then more guys bust in and like the the cops bust in. The crooked cops bust in. Is that when he gets kidnapped? No, mean? because he goes to jail, and that's oh, when Ronnie Cox yeah. comes in, okay. and they again yeah, and almost say loose like, cannon. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, but he's just like, I he's can't just keep like, bailing you out. You need proof. You, he's like, I yeah, got Ronnie Cox is all need. about proof. Yeah, and John Matuzak just keeps saying over and over, you know, I just I have all the proof I need, and Ronnie Cox is like, No, you no, need actual no. proof. <laughs> you know, cop proof. <laughs> you know, things we could take to court. I'm no lawyer, but <laughs> yeah, because because the, then he goes. Legal and, um, Zoom tells me that you need yeah, evidence before yeah. you can do any of this. <laughs> well, I think I think this is the point where he's like, okay, I will go get evidence, and he goes and accosts the uh, Adams's second in command, like his little henchman secretary guy, right? Because he he beats him up in the parking lot and gets him to, like because he shoots oh, him yeah, in the yeah. ear. Oh no, he yeah, didn't shoot him like, the, he didn't shoot him. He just blew shot out his eardrum oh, okay. by okay. shooting the gun like right, right next, next to him. his okay. ear. Yeah. yeah. Well, so anyway, but like he basically gets a confession out of this guy because he's mm-hmm. beating the shit out of him yeah. and busted out his eardrum with a gun. Apparently, and, and maybe before that, I don't know, but that's when he he like goes back to the bar where he saw the two factions fighting, and mm-hmm. he tries to pick up the main other henchman's the South gr- American guy. Yeah, girlfriend. goes to Santiago. Oh, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picks up his girlfriend and takes her back to his place. Uh where that was a trap mm-hmm. and that's when they that's when they tie him up and torture him and take him to the stables and that's where he sees Stacy Stacy Q. Q who's just sort of like seduct- seductively slinking around in her stable cage begging him to help her and he's like tied yeah. up with his hands you know he's like tied up to the ceiling I actually for, at first I thought he was actually like had a noose around his neck and he had to hold himself up that's why the way it was filmed that's what it looked like at first I'm yeah like, like, but no he, he was really trying busy. To, yeah. yeah he was just trying to break the rope sure because he was so angry because there she was he was right there mm-hmm. and uh well and and she's he's just like, trying to free himself and she's like help me yeah, oh, yeah she's, help me and just the worst just the most annoying way possible just yeah. like just Die, he's just lady. like I got my own problems right now, lady. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's I got ninety nine <laughs> problems, and you bitch ain't one. As as I said, like when we were watching, she's not far off from the fly, the end of the original right. fly. Where exactly, like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like this annoying ass little voice. Yeah, she has like a twelve year old voice. Yeah, if not even that, it's like a four year old voice. All right, then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so Chico shows back up. Oh yeah, and he's like, I am big. I'm a big man now. Yeah, and he takes off his jacket to reveal his wife beater underneath, and mm-hmm. then he keeps punching. Matuzik in the stomach and mm-hmm. like, yeah, who, well, yeah. he goes, who are you working for? Yeah, right. working all, for? all this and happened before the, yeah. the secretary guy. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, he goes, who are you working for? And he goes, fuck you! <laughs> Which is one <laughs> of like the eight face. fuck yous in the movie. Yeah. Where, uh, and then he gets beat with a shovel. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then they seal him up in a box. They throw him in a crate and nail it <laughs> What's shut. What's in the box? <laughs> Which... Once again, we knew it was just an excuse for him to burst out of the crate eventually. Yeah. yeah. He didn't like, he does a really out. good job of bursting out of yeah. things. He yeah. didn't explode yeah. out, but he did. He, he, get, he muscled his way yeah. out. Well, it was yeah, in the back he, of a truck. It yeah. looked like Ace Ventura 2 when he crawls out of the back of the rhino. <laughs> like, that's what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, he, just kinda, he did sort of emerge. They, yeah, they're, they're back. They're on the back of a pickup truck, and he just kind of yeah. crawls his way out from under a tarp. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. once again, the, the henchman plan is flat out retarded, which is just basically like. 
seal the guy up in a box and we'll take him 50 miles away to some undisclosed location He's and not like kill a him cat. there. Yeah, I mean, you can't just take him out in the woods. <laughs> I mean, if you want him dead, just put a bullet in his head. You've mm-hmm. had no problem shooting 11 other people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Get, get a big enough toilet and you can flush him <laughs> like a goldfish. There's no, no, you'll just get bigger. No toilet big enough for that. Put him in a Go sack to the and throw him off a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So they're going down like the this... California Drop Coastal Highway, it's like Mulholland, is yeah, <laughs> it probably is. The I mean, PCA, they're, yeah, yeah, they're on like a cliffside over yeah. the over the beach, and he explodes so, out, and yeah, he crawls up the passenger side and punches that dude, punches that dude, in the head. Which, which he was drinking, and I like that because like he just silently punches him, and so he slumps over, and he's like, "Hey, you're drunk, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey," and then gr- grabs Chico from the driver's side, <laughs> and <laughs> it, it, basically like causes like is trying to ring him out of the truck but is causing this truck to then go all over the highway yeah and it's sort of badly edited together because at times he's like on the windshield and then he's yeah. back in place but it's, behind it's ins- him there's some insane stunts going on yeah here. they're trying to they're actually trying to kill the stuntman here yeah. because i mean the truck slams into like the the mountainside at one point and i swear yeah. to god the stuntman took a hit on that yeah yeah i mean dude should have like been crushed but there was no, you know, dedicated to in the credits, so I guess he's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then there's another part where he comes alongside a car that he's trying to ram him into, and the dude, like, stuntman... gets knocked onto the yeah, other stuntman car. Yeah, rolls all the way from what from the truck over yeah. to the other car and then, like, climbs his way back on. And yeah, it's, it's I mean, crazy. there's some good stunts in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so he... <sighs> Stunts. Like basically, like they at, go back and forth. He gets sh- eventually basically gets he, a hold of a gun and shoots yeah. at him. And, and then, like at one point, he finally sees like what's about to happen. He jumps off and lands safely on the side of the road. And right. Chico keeps going off the cliff, and Car of course explodes. Yes, which it mm-hmm. should. To, and satisfactorily, he says, "Damn, I forgot to bring my marshmallows." <laughs> <laughs> he's really happy about oh, it. He's too. super happy. He's really happy. About <laughs> damn, it. damn, I forgot to bring my marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> now, what I'm trying to remember too bad is dress just got sad. <laughs> What was the other car chase where he got into the bumper that cars was where, on the docks? That was Santiago's men. Uh, they like he was following the wife beater dude mm-hmm. at that point, and then the other car came and intercepted them, and then they were doing the the whole ramming thing and okay. shooting at each other. And that's when he he rammed the car into a Pepsi truck, which exploded. Mm, that's right. Yeah, wasn't that Chico? That was how Chico died, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we yeah. have the guys wrong. Chico was like the informant, but yeah, he. Yeah, that's, right, that's, right, that's, that's right. right. You're right. You're right. And then, so this Pepsi so truck. I don't even remember what the other guy's name is was. El Tipre? Probably El Tipre, yeah. Sure. Okay. But the like, Pepsi truck. Chico is the only name we ever heard him keep saying right. sure. over yeah. and over. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. Chico was the shit face informant. Yeah, yeah, but he. That's right. He, that car barrel, you know, does kind of the half barrel roll as yeah. it trashes through this Pepsi through truck. Through the Pepsi truck. Explodes. Soda goes everywhere, explodes, but it's not filmed right. Like, you can tell they weren't set up correctly for that shot. It, right. it zooms in and goes slow-mo. So, yeah. I mean, it, it didn't exactly go as planned. Yeah, but, it didn't land where it was supposed to. Th- the good thing about that is the next day when, oh, yep. when, the, uh, when, the, <laughs> when the chief is there, Ronnie Cox is back now. Yeah, yeah well, they, they cut from the exploding yeah. car, the yeah. car burning. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, to the next daylight. day. Him standing there talking to Ronnie Cox, <laughs> holding a giant bottle of orange slice a two, a two, two liter, liter yes. yeah. which looks tiny in his hand of course mm-hmm. yeah of course and he's just like <laughs> well he drinks something he says if he wanted a soda this bad you could have just told me <laughs> and then he tosses it outside yeah. and ronnie cox is like what the fuck's wrong with you again just waiting for it just like god damn it you're a loose cannon just say it just yeah. say it <laughs> he's just like i can't keep covering up for you every time a body shows up yeah. Like, I want to go get Ronnie Cox and retroactively have him dub that line yeah. into this movie. <laughs> there has to be a point where his back is to the camera that you could just dub it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, so, yeah. but yeah. so he's killed this guy <laughs> off the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all T for we guess. Yeah. Latino yeah. Calrissian. Yeah. That's and sure. Yeah. And then he comes back to the uh, 
the next the next scene is him with Ronnie Cox at the apartment of the dude because I guess he was telling Ronnie Cox, "Hey, we're here's where we can find Stacy Q." Mm-hmm. He's like, "We can fix Wrong that again." Yeah, and Ronnie Cox, is dumb like, head. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of found her already. She's yeah. got a bullet in her. Yeah. yeah, so she's dead. The right. girlfriend who seduced him is dead, and the and Santiago is dead. Right. And they're they're and so Ronnie Cox is like, "Hey, man, case closed." Yeah, he killed himself. It's done. <laughs> and he's like, "Nah, he wouldn't have killed himself." This doesn't nope. smell right. Yeah, I'm so going to go be- put on another jacket and solve this crime. <laughs> so, yeah, it becomes, it becomes uh, now he's apparently after the other guy, like yeah. Dirty Cops and, and Adams. Yeah, well, right. this is what gets him to, like, you know, now he's all about, you guys are poisoning the streets and the kids are suffering. <laughs> right. It's all about the kids. It's right. suddenly it's always the kids about the kids. And the drugs. Well, somewhere along the way, as we said, the uh, not... The, the chick's son, the borrower's oh, yeah. son. He's been having training yeah, montages. They, there are a few training montages yeah, well, where well, he Matusik gets, only throws lefts. Yeah. Well, he gets caught. Like, he goes upstairs and the door's locked and he's got a bunch of scummy friends and they were smoking the drugs right. inside the oh, room. Oh, God. And, and John so, Matusek screams the drugs out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and then the drugs he's like, out of you. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to quit. You, you talked me into it. And yeah. then, so the next Hooray. time he shows up, he's got a bruise on his face. He's like, what happened? He's like, those guys didn't like it when I stopped buying their stuff. <laughs> they jumped me. And he's like, well, I got to teach you how to fight. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's what they have the training montages. Well, yeah, and then but before the big finale, the kid also <laughs> training montage music. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure what was going on there. But yeah, there's just a random scene where he walks. He's just walking down yeah. the street with his school books. Those guys coming back after, and they're like, "Hey, you still not buying our drugs? You stupid son of a bitch! Hey, come here!" Knock the books out of his hand, and we got painkillers. We're gonna make you need them. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You're gonna want to buy our drugs. We'll yeah. make you hurt. <laughs> so they start beating him up and that's when he turns on kickboxer mode and eventually his 45 seconds of ta- teaching yeah mm-hmm. and eventually beats all their asses uh, unconvincingly but whatever the script said time to beat their asses <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then his at the end <laughs> at the end <laughs> makes the scene by just you never see this in movies the guy's just celebrating just yeah yeah gives, gives the dorkiest <laughs> yeah just and gives the fist pump in the air and <laughs> It would have been I a great freeze was, frame. Yeah, right. I believe it was BJ that declared that it that, lost a quarter of a jock. No, that, yeah. that's part Whereas of the Whereas Chuck shit. and I were like, yeah. extra jocks Fuck right yeah, there. right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You guys are nerds. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Come on, that's great. That's what you want in a movie like this. You want garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you want garbage. Yeah, garbage so this establishes water. that the kid knows how to fight. Right. Somewhat, yes. Yeah. The yeah. end. Yeah. Which, which only... Matters for one scene later on, mm-hmm. sort of for only one plot device. Yeah, right. Because but, uh, I, what we love is that uh, like, after all of this has come together, like I said, he's gotten the uh, confession from the assistant dude from yeah, you yeah, know, legitimate businessman second in command well, to Adams, and he basically, like I said, we did the whole gun thing. He gets the thing on tape, goes back to Ronnie Cox and says, "Okay, I've got a confession on tape that says he's a criminal." Mm-hmm. And of course, he goes, "Well, that's not that's inadmissible because you shot yeah, at the dude." He goes, yeah. "It's not admissible, but it's damn compelling." Yeah. <laughs> right. So. They they come up with this whole thing like okay we're gonna we're gonna bust we're gonna in and catch him in the to blackmail him yeah so with this tape and then he goes to see his friend from Nam right who rigs up a fake tape deck or recorder or whatever with sure some kind of tripwire thing yeah if it's the like tape recorder gets they, shut off if they find it and break the 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 the, the wire the, yeah. it, 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 it starts record. the secret recording in another location no it's a secret tape that plays mm-hmm. and then all the Oh, and then the room yeah, works. Yeah, okay, then the room sure. blows up. Yeah. They don't really tell us what no. it's going to no. do. He, he just, just goes, like, it goes back to the radio receiver. Yeah, yeah, he's just basically demonstrating, explaining what a tripwire is. It's yeah. like, well, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super. <laughs> so that that all happens, and yeah. then 
were treated to the line that we were like, yes, it's on because he basically goes, okay, the deal is going down in this foundry owned by Adams. <laughs> Literally say yep. the word foundry. Yes. And we're like, this abandoned yeah. foundry. And we're like, let's do this. Right. And so he goes to the foundry mm-hmm. with fake tape, tape deck in hand to blackmail yeah. the guy. Surprisingly active for a non-active foundry, by the way. Uh-huh. There's yeah, lots was, of fires going. Yeah. There might have been bum fires and like just ran out right before <laughs> everybody showed up. But bum there were like 30 fires. Like yeah. huge fires. It could have been like, you know, the bum Hilton. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so many factions. Bum <laughs> Hilton. Bum Hilton. Bums don't like to bum around together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But so, anyway, so yeah, like, I don't know that much about bum culture. Yeah. So anyway, Adam shows You're up. A bum culture. They about it later. start talking, <laughs> yeah, and then right. he's like, "Give me the tape." That I'm not going to give you the tape. And then crooked cops basically bust in from the side mm, nah, yeah. with in, in in the battering ram, the, the LAPD battering ram, which has shown up in another movie. Dragnet was it? Dragnet. Yeah. I almost said that, but yeah, yeah. The have a nice day. Right. Battering ram. Yeah. yeah. It was just prop left over from mm-hmm. Dragnet. So I was worried they were going to use stock footage from Dragnet, and I was going to be mad. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully. Yeah. Well, before that happens is when, oh. the, like, the Ronnie Cox shows, of course, that he was on the take. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and, and then they search, they search Matuzek, take the thing, smash yeah. it. That's what sets off all the fireworks so he can get away. Mm-hmm. Now explain that. You can't just say sets I thought, off I thought the, the battering ram came in first, no? No, no, after no the, it was after the, after the fireworks display. Because okay. yeah. basically it trips the recorder saying, you, the, we're, it's the police, it's we've the got, boys, you got you surrounded. And then like missiles start shooting off everywhere yeah. and just guns shit starts exploding. And their bombs and yeah. their guns. And then the guys are like, wait, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And by then Matusik has gotten away and gotten to where his gun is hidden. Yes. One of his guns. He has yeah. like a shotgun and a regular gun just taped to a barrel or something. Sure. Cause, Good place to put him. So he, yeah. like, he shoots Charles Napier with a shotgun who flies into the electrical grid. Oh, yeah. And we get a good Gets his shit 15 fried. second just, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, sparks and shit flying uh, all over the place. So that was that was both it's always a, satisfying when that happens. Yeah. But it was both a satisfying shotgun death because he flew back and mm-hmm. flew back into the electrical grid, which then went off. And so, yes, Yay. double dead. Yeah, and uh, that's and that's when he's basically got the drop on Adams, yeah. and that's when the the battering ram bashes through the wall, right? And the, and the other henchman comes out, mm-hmm. and who's he got with him? Of course, the kid and the lady from the bar, because it's the only who are the only yeah, <laughs> in the movie, the only other people that Matusa cares about at right. all. Yeah, and uh... yeah, and that's when they're like, he's like, oh, I <laughs> guess I guess you got me, you know, because he has to put the gun down because mm-hmm. they're like, we're gonna kill the lady. Not that they wouldn't kill her instantly the second he puts the gun down anyway, yeah. but, you know. Eh, whatever. But then Kid shows off his 45-second yes. training montage thing mm-hmm. by tackling the dude <laughs> and getting the gun away. And then she grabs a gun and holds uh, Richard at, yeah, Adams at, at gunpoint for a while, like, pick it up, I dare you! Ah! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Meanwhile, Matusik is just getting in a fight with this guy, but he can only throw lefts, so he's only beating one side of the guy and right. not really taking advantage of it. Oh, and, and that's when he kills him. Yeah. With <laughs> eventually, they crash into a wall right next to a Pepsi machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and and Matusik <laughs> gets fired up enough to pick up the Pepsi machine and smash the dude with it. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time rocking a Pepsi machine. But you're not six foot eight and that, three, yeah, well, that is pounds. That is correct. This dude I mean, was paid by the NFL to pick up Pepsi machines. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much. <laughs> the official Pepsi drink. He already yeah, sacked a refrigerator. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard to do. Refrigerator Perry. Yeah. So yeah, he, he squashes that dude with the Pepsi machine, and he's like, ah! 
And then Alex <laughs> So he oh, goes we, over... we forgot about killing Ronnie Cox too, because Ronnie Cox escapes oh, and goes up to the catwalks oh, yeah. and is shooting at him from up there and then he notices, the... notices the red barrel, the flammable barrel right. right next to him. So shoots that. <laughs> shoots it perfectly, which he's kinda sucked at shooting for most of the movie mm-hmm. until it matters. Yeah. And he shoots him from like you know, the top of a catwalk of a foundry is way up there and sure. Do it explodes and he's kinda half on fire, half falling explosion. Yeah. And I've Dead. noticed this crunch. Yeah. I've noticed this scene, uh, either an animated GIF or stills of this stunt before. I don't mm-hmm. know where, but it's out there. It's out there. Yeah. It's a yeah. good stunt. It's a good stunt. But yeah, then he goes back to where the wife has got, you know, the gun on Richard Lynch and he takes the gun. He's like, no, just give me the gun. You don't want to do this. And uh, apparently takes his eyes off him because somehow he's like, then he's in full run. Yeah. And then just Richard Lynch gets up and runs away. And it's like, hey. <laughs> yeah, get back here, and uh, so he follows him up. So they're they're shooting at each other, and of course Richard Lynch runs out of bullets and throws the gun away. And mm-hmm. so they're like ten feet away. John Matuzak could just shoot him. It's possible, but doesn't. Just keeps chasing after him, and not and a good enough death. No, and so Adams well, just keeps ran, going. Didn't he run out of gun? I don't. I no, don't know. He, he Adams just stopped ran, shooting. Adams ran out of gun. Adams yeah, ran yeah. out of gun. Yeah, but threw his gun. But Tuesday, I, I just think didn't care. I think he wanted to make it personal. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So I mean, Adams just keeps going up. He just keeps doing the dumb thing of just I will just keep climbing up. At that t- at that point, I think he was kind of like racked with sheer terror. He's like, ah, <laughs> this like, monster is coming. Because well, the whole time Matusek is, is chasing him, he's just yelling at him like, this is, I'm going to kill oh, you for give, this. Is like, He's giving him a goddamn patriotic speech, speech of yeah. just like, you are the scourge of humanity yeah. and, and you are partner, not a civilized kids. society and drugs and grr and fuck you. <laughs> and My chase, partner is dead. <laughs> chases him all the way up and eventually up a Billboard that's like at the top of this foundry, a Pepsi mm-hmm. billboard. No, it was a, a Ford, Ford billboard escort. <laughs> for Ford, Ford escort, escort for the yeah. Ford 1988 and a half escort. Yes, sweet, <laughs> the half year escort. Mm. <laughs> but so he basically chased them all the way up there and up a ladder up this billboard. Yeah, and there's yes. all these ropes and everything up there. Mm-hmm. And he keeps trying to do the you know push him push the ladder that Matuzak's climbing. Matuzak down. just won't allow it no. out of sheer will. <laughs> out of <laughs> weight. No, you will not Displacing. push me. And somehow he like wraps a rope around. Uh, Richard Lynch's leg uh-huh. and yanks him off the top of the billboard and then he pinatas himself down through the skylight. Yep. Rope goes taut and then he swings into uh, one of the many burning fires in the foundry for whatever yes. reason. Catches on fire and just, just and it swings out. Again. <laughs> Lynch must deal with fire. <laughs> then <laughs> swings back in again. <laughs> that had to be a, yeah. a harsh harsh memory. Pretty for soon yeah. he made a educational film about the dangers of climbing up billboards yeah. over yeah. foundries. And right. No, <laughs> sorry, that's IMDb trivia joke. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then they just walk outside, and it's dawn, and uh-huh. it's like, hey, yep, cops are arriving. We kill everyone. 80s movie Let's ending get, is yeah, the the cops and the, the cops paramedics arriving, pulling up, crane yeah. shot. Let's go get ice cream. It becomes the opening scene from you know, uh, I don't know, step by step, except sure. for there's cops showing up. Yeah, <laughs> full house. <laughs> right. Everybody's crazy and having fun. <laughs> and I forgot. There was one random bit of action somewhere in the middle of the movie where he just like finds a van full of the guys and is throwing them out of each oh, yeah. window yeah. of the van. That's during the rage montage. Yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. I think that's when he goes. That's what, how he gets Chico. And like I said, he takes him okay. to jail. And but yeah, he just he beats he just, the shit out of those dudes. He just ex- somehow explodes into the van and he just threw them out every window of the van. Right. Mm-hmm. And one guy tries to escape Including like through the, the skylight. skylight yeah, through the skylight. And then that guy gets thrown out of the front window. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, beauty, which shatters, and unlike it should. 
Oh, I mean, it shatters. Great. But I'm saying front windshields don't no, shatter. No, they don't, they, but yeah. this would... Hey, man, this was well, the 80s. Then, yeah, my, 80s, man. I th- 80s think, glass was think, fucking dangerous. I'm going for glass, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've had safety glass for a little bit longer. Than that. Oh, I don't nope, think so. Nope. Not in LA. Not, no. not in LA. No. Not in that. Well, that van, that van oh, that was, was probably a like a 1966. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The 1966 right. Econoline. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, what I'm going with. One man force. All right. Let's uh, let's rate this one bit first. One man is it force. Uh, is it a unanimous Stargrove rating? Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. Stargrove. Oh, okay. yeah. please. Yeah, it is, Stargrove must be a unanimous. It is total <laughs> lethal weapon knockoff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? If this... If this Actual, but it works. If this music was in a movie today, people would be like, "This this would be like up for an Oscar." It would be like so <laughs> so kitschy and Chuck. and 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 people would like throwback. it like they like Drive the the music from Drive. Yeah, I mean, it, people would be raving about it if this yeah. was in a movie yeah, today. It's all synthesizers and electric guitars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is what Kevin Smith the, wanted for Cop Out. It yeah. didn't quite achieve, no. unfortunately. But man, so many scenes are punctuated with this just heavy dun 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 dun. You know, it's just like John Matuzak will say something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's guitars and smoky sax, and I like, like I said, I like the little bells or the the cymbal. Yeah, I think there were some calypso drums in there at one point. I mean, just everything you want. Yeah, Yeah. Stargrove definitely. (laughs) Okay, Mm -hmm. okay, good. All right, so regular ratings. Okay, four jocks. Yep, four jocks. There is so much fun here. I mean, it's not quite a five jocks deal. No, but it's got some badness. (laughs) Yeah, there, there is definitely some badness. But I mean, like him. Chucking Lynch into the fire and saying, "Oh, you should have been in the circus." You know, just <laughs> terrible one-liners. Yeah. But at least there just, were one-liners. You know? Yeah, yes, I mean, thank God. Yeah, but him just being in an all-out rage and like when he's just trying to get like his acting in when he's given when he's speechifying at the top of his lungs to people. I felt so great. bad for Ronnie Cox and their scenes together because you know Ronnie Cox, he's an actor. I mean, he yeah. can he can act if he wants to, and here he is in this scene with a meathead who's just well, roiding out and screaming at him, you know. He's he's acting his way. Sure. <laughs> his own method. Yeah. <laughs> uh so both is that was I hear four jokes? Yeah, I four, four, so jokes four jokes. Four, four jokes. jokes. Yeah. Four jokes from me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with four jocks. I was sitting at a three, but uh, some of the things that happened and for the late great John Matuzak, I think I'm gonna bump it up to four. Yeah, since this was kind of his last movie. Hey, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was your weekend? <laughs> it's uh, three jocks plus a baby room. <laughs> I'm going to give it. Uh, a, mine will be a four, which is a three plus. Sloth love chunk. <laughs> Rocky Road. Yeah, I mean, we we declared a jocks as soon as he smashed a dude with a refrigerator. <laughs> well, because yes. we called it. We were like, please smash a dude, dude with, with a refrigerator. There's the only reason yeah, to have refrigerators in this scene. hundred refrigerators <laughs> no, no, no. in there. I think we were we were all thinking. I gotta be. I gotta say, I was that he was. They were gonna be on wheels. Like it was gonna be refrigerator on casters. Oh, like, I didn't. Oh no, I, I thought I, he was gonna pick it up and no, throw it. At I the thought guy. he was gonna pick it up. Yeah, okay, I was not expecting that. I was death with it. Yeah, dude, I was so he did what he did. He didn't yeah. necessarily throw it at the guy. It's he ran him into a wall. Yeah, he ran him into a wall, <laughs> and that's yeah, that's just as good. God damn it! Right. So I, I'm just saying there was a little bit of element of surprise to me because I was expecting like a yeah. roll the refrigerator and crush the guy or something. No, but no, pick it up, run into a wall. No, okay. Yeah. Crushed. <laughs> all right, well, on to yeah, the second that's half. That's a four jocks, by the way. Yeah, four jocks all around. All right. Okay. We're on to the second half. Anybody got yeah. anything else? Let's go second half. No. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Second half, where we will spoil the shit out of Prometheus for you. Except we won't. 
acceptable. Nah, nah there might not. be some spoilers, but if you want to hear nothing, you may want to. We stop may for now. we'll get we'll give some non-spoilery stuff, but we'll warn yeah. you when we're getting into stuff. Sure, that okay. Might might be considered spoilers. <laughs> All right, we're, we're gonna, gonna spoil the shit out of it. Hooray! <laughs> And welcome back. Hey, hey Bamcast. Second half here. Half two. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so we got half a f- two of three. We got a few emails and voicemails that are non-Prometheus related, so we will do those first. So you may yeah. continue to listen for now, and we will warn you before we go into Prometheus. Yeah. Talk. And we're definitely making up for barely having any last week because we got a ton. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's gonna uh, be so some might be saved for later, but yeah. don't worry, we received them exactly. Okay, so first one I think is from Moonpeer. Yes, it is. He says, "Hey guys, hey. what's with the Blade Runner love?" That's right. One of your 46 suggestions has been filled. Only 46. <laughs> I have now watched the final cut of The Runner, and I did love it a lot. I admit I knew its influence, so like Chuck said in episode 127, its plot has been redone, but the style and look is just perfect. I also watched Big Trouble in Little China. Enjoyed that one, oh, too. Oh, just Big Trouble, I think. Well, he wrote Big Trouble, but he, it's Big Trouble in Little Are China. Are you sure? I've talked mm-hmm. to him. Okay. Because okay. well, there's also Big Trouble as the movie. Yeah, but they're yeah, wildly but we different. did not suggest Big Trouble. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I have. Really? Okay. Well, I like right that. Right as back and tell us what you watched. He <laughs> said he's already talked about it. No, okay. but yeah, he, he said, yeah, I also watched Big Trouble in Little China. Enjoyed that too. So on that, here's my question. What specific scenes can you not watch? In Old Boy, there is a scene that involves a tool and teeth. I cannot watch that because it is something I cannot watch in movies. Teeth and nail things. Stir of Echoes is another, but for the nails. Moon Out, sent for my BlackBerry wireless device. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes, he does not like... Yeah, I think it's a grocery out movies, apparently, is what he's asking for. Yeah. Anyone? Everything in a Serbian film. <laughs> How um, did I know that would come up? Yeah. Everything <laughs> in that movie is. I also have, like, eyes. Yeah. Eyes and teeth. But it's. I don't have anything that I just can't watch. I, I can't. Other than Serbian film. I can't content. think of, like, specific scenes, but, like, mostly, like, needles going into skin or, like, Especially like nail guns, like when they're used as a weapon. Oh, yeah. That bothers the shit out of me. I could watch someone get a hundred bullets pumped into them and just go, yeah. But man, you shoot one guy with a nail gun, I'm just like, ah, hey. Lethal weapon, too, got you on that. Yes, that's exactly what came to mind, too. I was just like, ah, no. Because, like, awesome. You know, I can imagine probably getting shot. Just be like, ow, fuck, I got shot. But, you know, you get a nail through your hand. It's like, ah, Jesus Christ. Literally. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, I I did. (laughs) Passion of the Christ. (laughs) Those make you cross. What about hammering nails through somebody's hand? That's okay. 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 Anything for you, man? There's a certain violence to a nail gun. I know. Um, uh, Actually, old boy. The scene with the tongue is a tough one for me. Yeah. Because that's just, ugh. Well, there's, I mean, overall, like, there are certain things that bother me. Uh, there are certain things that done in another movie wouldn't necessarily bother me. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the nail gun thing in Lethal Weapon doesn't bother me because they don't oh, really no. show it. Yeah, the guy's, like, threw a tarp. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, it's like, it, there's, it just depends on how it's filmed. Like, I mean, there's mm-hmm. lots of things that happen in, like, the torture porn movies that it's, like, because of the way it's filmed, it's like, if that were in another movie, it'd be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, They're I mean, I couldn't that. watch that just because I... I don't handle that stuff well anyway, yeah. so. But my answer basically is, as far as I'm concerned, there are three things that should be governed by the Geneva Convention. That's anything involving spiders. 
anything involving, as BJ said, things to do with the eyes. Mm-hmm. And along that lines, anything involving Sarah Jessica Parker after the age of 40. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Those are tough to watch. Man. <laughs> and he's not horsing around. Nope. Nay. <laughs> ah. All right, then. <laughs> Joke corner. <laughs> hey, what's Moving one plus right one? Along. <laughs> so, what? um... We got a voicemail. We do. We have a voicemail mm-hmm. that is non-Prometheus related. Great. It's fully produced and everything. This is from Jens and Scott. Was it tag team? It is. Oh. Whoa. Joint effort. Hey, Bamcasters. This is listener Scott. And listener Jens. And we're here to recommend to you Sex, Sex and, and Fury. Fury. This movie is the inspiration for Kill Bill Part 1, or at least a good chunk of it. Uh, if you like the uh, scene where... She basically dismantled the Crazy 88 and killed Arunishi. You'll find the 1970s equivalent of that in this movie. The fight scene that happens at the 12-minute mark is at least a jocks. That alone is worth seeing the movie. And you won't find it on YouTube for reasons you will figure out instantly. Uh, This movie is part of a subgenre of Japanese cinema that's commonly referred to as pinky violence. They're exploitation films, uh, usually about strong women getting revenge on the men that wronged them. Oh, yeah. A lot of motherfuckers gonna die. They've gotta die. You know, it's it's a period picture. It's set in uh, uh, 1926, and it uh, stars the stunning uh, Raiko Ike as an honorable scoundrel on the quest to avenge her father's death. Uh, it also stars two uh, British spies, one played by Christina Landberg, who has the most atrocious accent ever. I believe she had to have done this all phonetically. She is Swedish. And, uh, of course, they're subtitled in Japanese. It sounds like she's trying to go as slowly as possible for Japanese listeners. She will sadly, you know, narrate, Ah, such is the life of a spy. Except more incomprehensible. We do have some worries that it might be too rapey. Not as bad as Deathstalker. And it might be a bit of violence against women. Not as much as Deathstalker. And of course, being Japanese, they're subtitles. Uh, but you can just make fun of the movie while not missing any dialogue. That's true. It's all true. So if you're looking to expand your horizons... Or get into a new genre... Then uh, there's really no better place to start than uh, Sex, and, Sex Fury. and Fury. On that note, this is Listener Yen's out. Listener Scott, out. Japan! <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, I, I think after that, just, we can't not watch that movie. I... We always say sellers on a movie, and yeah, and sold. with a with a nearly professionally produced sure. presentation, you put together uh, a production, yeah, <laughs> for your recommendation. I mean, music, I, and have to go on the pile. Yeah, yeah I, I see both of them. They're in my letterbox feed, mm-hmm. and I just see like every time I see nudity from a Japanese chick on the cover of a of a DVD or whatever it's or poster, one it's one of them sure. watching <laughs> something like Sex and Fury. <laughs> so I approve. But, sure, but yeah, why not? When you when you tell us it's Basically, the Kill Bill scene. Yeah, with the crazy eighty-eight mm-hmm. in so, the seventies. Sure. Yeah, I think we're we're good. We're there. Sex and Fury September. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sextember. Hey. hey, hey. We're just going to be the theme podcast oh. from here on out. It's in the seventies. It's probably Sex and yep. Fury, and we will we will promise oh. to rein in our misogyny during all the oh. rape and misogyny of really? the movie during the rape. Nah, we've reined we've, <laughs> we've reined in our misogyny enough. God damn it. You bitches need to let off. <laughs> oh, dear. They'd be tripping you. Yeah. <laughs> Tricks and hoes. All right, so we have uh, one more voicemail uh, before we go into the Prometheus talk. Let's play that. Hey, guys. Um, I'm so glad you're doing these forest movies, because I've seen a forest movie that I cannot in good conscience recommend to anyone. It's called T-Force, and I ran across it in the middle of the night on our local My Network TV affiliate. It was... It was a perfect movie to have on in the background when studying because it does not compel you to watch it at any point with generic title, generic uniforms, generic sound effects, everything. 
So the entire movie is a bunch of super soldier police, who I think are cyborgs, but they don't freaking look like cyborgs, shooting at people in semi-futuristic empty hallways with a lot of flashing lights. So apparently the mayor and police chief are framing them for a crime they didn't commit or something. So it's kind of a less ambitious version of Rotor, except with multiple Rotors, and they're the good guys, plus gratuitous nudity and absolutely no sense of humor. Also, there's a character named Zeus, but he's not played by Tanya Lister. He's played by Malibu from American Gladiators. Also, I've never heard of Cash Flag Jr., but the original Cash Flag was the stage name of 60s bad movie pioneer Ray Dennis Steckler. So I think this Cash Flag Jr. just made up an IMDb page of nothing but lies. Anyway, T-Force is on DVD, but do not watch it. Rotor is on VHS, but do watch it. Oh. <laughs> Ro- Rotor was on the list. It was almost 100. We, yep. we considered it for episode 100, but boy, oh boy. it still hasn't been watched yet. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. And I have to appreciate, that sounds like a great take. I don't know if you wrote that ahead of time or what, but well done, sir. Yeah. And uh, Mike White actually commented on the Facebook page on the last episode. Oh, I like him in School of Rock. Yeah. And uh, he mentioned Cash Flag, you mm-hmm. know, and, and asked if we knew who he was. And yeah, he's we haven't done any of his movies, but yeah, he's kind of like a B-movie schlock master from way mm-hmm. back Kind of almost before we do our stuff, because we haven't ventured back to the 60s too much, No, which is kind of his prime time. And uh, I might say that T-Force is in the pile of Force movies for consideration. Hmm. I might yeah. say that. You, you might, might say that. I might. Yeah. It's in the pile. But yeah, I <laughs> I, I asked I asked Mike on, because uh, Mike White is actually thanked in the credits of Lethal Force, I realized. Oh. Which would probably be why he commented on that episode. But, yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, but he, I, I said, well, is, is his name really Cassius Flagarski, or did he just make that up? And he said that he would take the secret to his grave, so oh, okay. I think we things. know the yeah. answer there. There yep. we go. <laughs> okay. But yeah, before we jump into Prometheus, um, I'm doing something, James Bond, it's 50th anniversary, and Skyfall comes out 23 weeks from now. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching a James Bond movie every week in Hooray! order to lead up to Skyfall. So obviously, I watched Dr. No. No. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no. And luckily that's in there. I, I, I knew it didn't really have a theme song. Like, it, it does have that intro, yeah. thank God. But uh, no, it's got like the underneath the mango tree is kind of the mm-hmm. song they use. So it's yeah. kind of underneath the mango like, tree. Yeah. Dr. No is weird because it's like the template hadn't been set yet. Mm-hmm. So it's only basically him starting off in London and then going to Jamaica and staying there the whole movie. I know. Mm-hmm. Which is like. Bond, what are you doing? You're only in one spot. <laughs> yeah. I still love that movie, though. That one's no, like so no, much fun. It, yeah, it's I, hard to not love. I liked it. Uh, it's kind of amazing how right out of the gate, it's like James Bond feels like completely established. Like Connery knew exactly how he wanted to play it, and the directors knew exactly how they wanted him to play it. And so he's just right out of the gate. He's like Bond. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like getting his footing and figuring it out. It's like, nope. Nope, Connery knows exactly what the hell he's doing, and like he just, even from the first scene, he fucking takes over. Yeah, you know, like every time he's on scene, he's just like the only thing you care about. Yeah, didn't didn't Fleming have a pretty hefty hand in the early ones, or was it? Uh, well, those are the ones that are bo- more based on the books. Yeah, you know, I think it's after I want to say after Thunderball, they kind of were running out of them really, yeah. as, as far as like running parallel to how the books work, but. But yeah, that's that one's weird because the first half is so much better than the second half. Because the first half is him kind of doing the detective work and going around and being sneaky Bond. Yeah, and you know bedding chicks. And, yeah, 
Well, that, I mean, his, the whole questioning the, suspects. The whole and, sequence where he, he beds the one chick that he knows is a is yeah. a traitor is so amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like that, the way that plays out and everything, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to order food. No, we can't go anywhere. It's like, oh yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> let me get a taxi. Right. <laughs> and then the taxi is yeah. the cops, and she's like, <laughs> "You bastard." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, whatever." Yep. Yeah, and then the one dude shows up and he just fucking kills him in cold blood, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So, but yeah, the second half. Then the second half gets really pacing's odd, and it's a lot of just. I think I described it to Chuck. It's like when you're playing a video game, like Call of Duty or something, and then suddenly you hit the stealth mission. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I got to sneak around. You know, that's kind of like how the movie feels. It's like the pace changes so drastically. Yeah, he's all he's doing is sneaking around and hiding from things. Are you talking yeah. like from the moment he hits the island? Or yeah. After? Okay. Yeah. Like everything once he's on Dr. No's Island is just kind of like, oh, at least up until, you know, and Ursula Andrews. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's like <sighs> she's yeah she makes for good eye candy but I don't know like their chemistry is weird too yeah. but but yeah it, but the conversation with Doctor No at the end is pretty awesome and then it's over really quickly like I had forgotten how quickly that movie wraps up one you know after the uh, after the dinner scene with Doctor No mm-hmm. but it's like mm-hmm. nope bam 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 done <laughs> so but I I'm looking forward to from Russia with love this week. I remember that. That one's slow. There's something about that one. Like, after watching it directly after Dr. No, it's it was difficult. Like, if you watch it really? by itself, it feels better. I just remember, like, that one. It's not that it's bad. It's just it's a weird pacing compared to Dr. No. Yeah. See what you think. Okay. Well, I mean, Dr. No just feels very different from yeah. what I recall Bond films. Because I haven't watched any of them other than the uh, Daniel Craig ones in 10 years. Okay. At least. Like, I think Die Another Day was... <laughs> that was 10 years ago already that it came out, so everything like you know i'd watched them all when the box sets came out and seen them on tv plenty of times in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. so so yeah it's good to refresh my memory on all of them too indeed yeah. so yeah expect me to be talking about one of those each week cool for a while yay, yay. okay so i have one movie i just i have to say a quick thing because we we seem to have been watching no. a lot of uh comedies here lately no. yeah so i uh i Don't added due date to the uh to the list due date and uh I'm trying to figure out, like, you said a lot of people are very, very negative on that movie, right? They're very negative against Todd Phillips and okay, anything sure. that he does. Okay. Well, I, I can. there are parts of it that I can see, and I can see that there's one thing that would turn a lot of people off to that movie, mm-hmm. and it's the thing I found fucking hilarious. There was one thing that literally had me laughing for about three minutes after it happened. That's really? And point. for anyone that cares or seeing the movie, if you're wondering what it is, it's the scene with Juliette Lewis and how Robert Downey Jr. deals with the situation. Oh. So... That is probably the thing that has turned a lot of people off to the movie. <laughs> I found it absolutely hilarious. And like a lot of what Robert Downey Jr. was doing in that movie was handling situations exactly how you've always kind of wanted to handle a situation, but mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. So I, I really appreciated that version of him. And I got to say, the more the more I see Zach Galifianakis doing his thing, the more he annoys the shit out of me. Like, I, I don't dislike him. I'm not to that point. Mm-hmm. It's just like with this and his, his like the way his character changed in The Hangover 2, just like it was the same movie, but like he just felt more forced. Like I'm going to be even extra weirder than I was in the first one that I just, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's grating on me at this point. There, there's a, there's a point where that sort of type of humor becomes self-aware and he, you can't help but to do whatever it was that got you to the spotlight in the first place. Right. And then you, you're doing it on purpose and it feels forced. Right. Yeah. And I just, I see that like that, that thing, that, that version of him needs to stop. Yeah. 
So it's not to that annoying point yet, but it's but like, okay. I've admired what he says in in- interviews, which is basically like, he knows this is going to be a short ride. Yeah. He's just like, look, I'm making movies. They want to make sure. me stars of movies. I'll just keep doing it. And when they tell me it, it's over, it's over. I'll yeah. go back and do stand-up and shitty nightclubs. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's not great, but I, I almost give it a complete pass because of that one scene. That one scene made me laugh so hard because it's the kind of thing that, like, I've always secretly wanted to do. And <laughs> You just can't. <laughs> like, you literally okay. cannot. You yeah. will be put under the jail. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So, anyway. That's about a... Okay. It's a, it's not a bad watch if you can watch it on cable or cheaply or whatever. I've got it on my short list. There you go. All right. So, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. I can't I'm pretty wait. sure. I can't wait to find out what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Is it time? So, I think it's is Prometheus it time, time. Is it time to light this fire? <laughs> yep. Let's do it. We have all seen Prometheus. Yeah. It's rare for all four of us to have seen a movie in the theater. Yep. Especially one that just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, three of us were there for midnight. Midnight. 1201. Midnight IMAX 3D, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, et cetera. yeah we, have some, right, we, have some, we have some voicemails with, with listener takes on it, but we've not listened to them, so we figure we might hold those till the end, maybe, just because we don't know where they're going to go. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk maybe about we'll it. Maybe we'll intersperse them. Okay, okay sure, because we might need to break <laughs> some, uh, well, we'll see. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, where to start? <laughs> how, how much do our, our uh, opinions range across the table? I'm thinking pretty disparagingly. I wanted to love it. I really did. And after the first hour, I was in love with it. And then the second half started. And I wasn't so much in love with it anymore, because it became very clear it was written by one of the guys from Lost. Because it likes to introduce a whole bunch of big, heady ideas, and mm. then... Kind of ignore them to just introduce a whole and bunch of new stuff that doesn't necessarily tie together. And yeah, I if I had to describe this word in one movie, it's frustrating. This word in one movie? Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes <laughs> that, exactly. Or this movie in one word. Okay. It would be oh, frustrating. That, that. Frustrating is the word that keeps coming to mind. Because I, I will admit, I have looked up and read more stuff on the internet about this movie than anything in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And my opinion keeps shifting back and forth between, okay, yeah, that makes sense now, that makes sense now. And then the other part is, God damn it, why did they do that? That is so stupid. Why did they have to put that, th- you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. It's one of those, I feel like I have to see it again at some point just to really be sure that the stupid stuff I'm thinking is stupid is really stupid or not, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yes, yes, it does. It seems like there is, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's, if you if you just cut just a few things out, just a few stupid things, and you would at least hint at some motivations for what seemed like me to be some stupid activities, mm-hmm. then this movie, I, I would have liked it. I mean, I don't dislike it. I would have thought it was pretty damn good. As as it stands now, I'm I'm slowly sliding closer and closer to lukewarm. Like when I left the theater, I was like, "Wow, that was beautiful," and the acting was pretty damn good. And yeah, it's you know, all the my sound problems, and the music and everything were uh, all my problems are with the, the script, plot. Yeah, the well, plot and, and the, the music. Script. The music was not good. Hmm. The music was very obvious and not good. I'll <laughs> say that right now. Okay. I I did not like. The music at all. I didn't so you think the ha- score worked. So what at you're saying all. is you hated the movie. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Because I didn't like the music. Right. I hated it. Gotcha. 
Chuck, you hated it, didn't you? You just flat Chuck out fucking hated hate this movie. I You want to shit on this movie and then smear it on Ridley Scott. No. Oh. I I would I'm at the point in my thinking process about this movie that I would just like to pretend it doesn't exist. Just I I purposely did not hype myself up for this movie and and just because I know how expectations can get shattered and right. I, I didn't want to get excited about it. I wanted to see it. I was interested to see it. My hope was that it would be the third best alien movie. That's all I wanted. I knew it wouldn't surpass the first two. I just wanted it to be better than the others that came after that. And at this point, I don't even want to rank it with those other movies. I I, I don't even want to pretend like it. I don't even want to pretend it's in that universe. I feel like it saying it's in that universe is a slap in the face to people who like that universe. Strong words, son. I just, it's a very, it's, it's concerned with very different things from those movies. Fine. I, I think, and, and I, I think, think a better movie could have come from agree this. With you, yes. Had it not tried to sprinkle the DNA of the alien franchise throughout it. I think had it been its own thing, it could have been fascinating. But when you introduce the the potential of the alien universe into this movie, you then set an expectation. Yeah. And a, a, as you do that, you then have a responsibility to the audience. And I don't think I, I almost think that they they knew they had that responsibility and they sort of like stuck their middle finger up at that responsibility. They were like, we're not going to go where you want it to go. We're not doing that. Yeah, my my issue is they they only go halfway. Either you know what, make it straight up. Here's a prequel. Here's the ship right where it shows up on LV426 in Alien. Mm-hmm. Lead us right up to that mm-hmm. or just put it somewhere the hell else that's not even related to any of these movies and quit pretending that it is like I, they should have gone either way because as they did, it's kind of half ass and it's a lot of fill in the gaps shit that doesn't quite work for me. Talking about it like that, it almost seems like they started to make just a movie in this universe. Mm -hmm. And then they thought, you know, we have to fan service this up a little bit and started, well, started kind of shaping it towards the history actually is that it started out as a straight up prequel. Like this is like, it was like, this is basically an alien movie just right before alien. Yeah. Like the lead actress was cast in the alien prequel that they then jettisoned and then, yeah. And they changed it to make it less of an alien prequel. Okay. So they they were kind of the exact opposite. Yeah. But they were kind of committed at that point. So Mm -hmm. like, well, we've told people it's an alien prequel. So, you know, and then they somewhat distanced themselves from it, but, from the stuff in the movie, like any distancing, no, like this is straight up. Yeah, this is what happens before Alien. It's just thirty years before Alien, yeah. not thirty minutes before Alien. Yeah, I wanted it to be better. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I wanted. Yeah. I, I just, I, I feel like, okay, I, I, you know, it's what 2090, 2094, something like that when this yeah. movie takes place. Okay, how many Alien worlds have we been to in the, you know? 80 plus years from now because no one acts with any kind of like, whoa, we're on an alien planet. They're just like, hey, cool. Take our helmets off. Mm-hmm. Fucking scientists are like, <laughs> hey, I'm taking my helmet well, off. Hey, I'm sticking my hand in this goo. Hey, I'm touching this. Hey, look, and it's, and that's an, the thing. it's an alien thing. I'm going to stick my face right up at it. That's and that's that's one of the huge problems that I had, like sitting in the in the movie theater. And I hope we're not going when they get to this planet sized moon. 
they immediately like these guys are in the biggest fucking hurry in the like they have to get there right now and if they don't get there right now someone is right behind them going to murder them and rape them with an axe yeah they do, so when they so, do land it's like we've only got six hours left before this and they're like screw that we're going now no even before they land they get to the planet and they're like let's go down there yeah. right now yeah let's fucking land yeah like you don't just get there and fucking land you've never I been know. there before you know jack shit about this place i know Look at what's going on. Study it a little. Give it a day. Yeah. Fuck it. How long? You can survive there for a long time. I know. Basically, like everyone in this movie deserves their fate because they're all fucking stupid in terms of just like carelessness and just charging blindly into unknown situations. I mean, that's the thing that I have. I think the biggest problem with is charging blindly into unknown situations. Well, they just a boatload of scientists. Yeah, they do a lot of cliched movie things in order to advance plot. I know, but... And it's lazy. And it's... It's, it's very yeah, lazy. lazy. It's incredibly lazy. And and speaking of lazy, I, you know, I, I'm not a, a hardcore alien fan. I mean, I love the movie. I think it's great. I think it's a five-star movie and everything, but it's not like the Bible to me. It's not like up there with, you know, these are the must-see movies of all time. But like re-watching Alien recently you look at the set design, you look at the the look of that movie and it's still a wonder. It's still something you're looking at it and you're like, how did they do that? That's incredible. Look, I mean, even having seen the documentary about how they did it, knowing that they put like kids in this, in this set to make the set look bigger. It's still a wonderful thing to look at. It is amazing set design. And this movie is just like, yeah, they're on a set. Yeah, there's some futuristic mm. iPads over there. There's there's nothing visually interesting in this movie whatsoever. I would disagree is, with that. I'm, Part of the problem I had regarding set design is, and it's it's something that seems to happen. The all the tech looked way further, well, sure. way further advanced than sure. than Alien. That's something they can't avoid. Well, no, you can. You can avoid that. I, yeah, I, yeah. You don't. You have can. To have- you don't giant have touch to, screens everywhere. Yeah, you don't have to have but, giant touch screens and everything in this pretty white, currently modern space. Right. Keep in mind sort of this fetish. is a trillion dollar ship yeah. and the one in Alien is supposed to be presented as it's cheap a cheap ass ship. mining yeah. semi truck well, in sure. space. And, and I mean still, I'm not even talking about but, the ship. I'm just talking about like the alien planet that looks like Arizona. You know, it's like they get into the caves and it's like, okay, it's a cave, I've seen a cave before. And they end up on the set where I mean, you know, it's in the trailer, so I'm not mm-hmm. spoiling anything. The set they, where the things are. Right. They end up on the set from the first movie. And in the first movie, it's like, this is incredible looking. And in this, it's like, yeah, it's that place they were in the first movie. Yeah. I'm yeah. very confused by your take on this. <clears throat> well, first off, I, mean, yeah, I was going to say, you haven't said anything yet. I mean, it, sound, it sounds like you set yourself up that this had to be an, a complete alien prequel. Nope. And if it didn't, if it wasn't, then no. it, and it fails. No. And then so, but, you, but you're saying like, if it, if it. It's like you're angry that it lives in this universe, but then when it does live in this universe, you're like, eh, we've been here. Don't need it. No, I'm saying it it has no idea what it wants to do. It's like it goes too far into the alien universe to to be dismissed as, oh, it's just sort of hinting at the alien universe. No, it's full blown in the alien universe. Let's let's make no mistake about that. There is no sprinkling of alien DNA in this movie. It's fucking alien prequel for the most part. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So when you go that far into it, you've got a responsibility. But you don't. Ha- that doesn't mean you have to make the same kind of movie. I think that's why they said it's not an alien prequel. Because if you say it's an alien prequel, you expect horror movie in space or action movie in space See, with aliens chasing things. I yeah. I don't even I, have that. That's not even the problem that I have with this movie. Okay. I mean, it, well, that's, that's that's just the danger of saying yeah. like this is this is a something something prequel. But people go, then I want it to be a sequel that takes place before. That I mean, well, you know, I want it to be the same thing, just now different. Yeah, with this one, the issue is it's not like the Alien movies at all, at all. because no. there's no clear protagonist, or, or I'm sorry, antagonist in the Alien movies. Obviously, Alien, it's fucking Alien. It's trying to kill everyone on the ship. Sure. I, I, aliens. There's a bunch of aliens. Yeah. They're trying to kill everybody. I mean, alien be, three. It's an yeah. alien. We're on a prison. It's trying to kill us. Alien four. They got out. It's trying to kill everyone. You know, this one, this is why I, I put the lost comparisons there because there are like six or seven different types of threats in the second half of that movie. And there it's, it gets, it feels very random. It feels like you don't know what you're supposed to be reacting to at any point or even what is where it's supposed to be going yeah i mean i just my feeling on this is like i i actually i mean i love this movie i straight out love this movie and weird um and i can see why and i feel like it was it's a movie it's not a movie in in the alien mold at all it's as it's an exploration movie and yes as you said they probably should have taken some more time and but i mean there's a giddiness involved and that's what i mean they actually go to the point that the guy says it says like look I've, i've i've studied i've waited my entire life for this I don't think landing on the planet was no. supposed to be a big deal. That, I mean, I, th- I think it was established. We, yeah. we have done this. We have they've landed. S- they've studied cave paintings his entire life. He's not. A- <sighs> He's never been in space. I, I, yeah, I none of these that. people have ever been to this fucking planet. I understand And they, they just touch shit all over. It's like. Yeah. Ah, it's I'm, like granted, letting a kid walk into well, a the thing jungle is, alone. The people in the other movies do stupid shit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, this know, is it's, such a. Everyone, yeah. there's this whole well, super chain of events that's people just. So why did John Hurt look at look down into the egg sack? Hey, it's moving. Ah, it's on my face. Yeah, I, I mean, just I watched that, I watched well, Alien well, the, the night issue. before. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know, but that was one guy making one bad decision, yeah. and, and then, that, that's and then, essentially it in Alien. And then the robot lets him in when there's a. Well, he's he had orders to let him in. I understand <laughs> that, but I mean, when you're watching the movie, the the motivation is unclear. Why would you endanger the crew for this? Yeah, mm-hmm. but then later the movie reveals that motivation. This movie doesn't reveal anything. It just keeps adding not, stupid on top well, of stupid. It, it, yeah, it's, it makes people make it makes these characters make stupid decisions. Yeah, it's for, like the only way the story can advance is if this character does something stupid. Right, and, and that's that's frustrating as a viewer. That's but that's I mean that's the horror element. That is the mm-hmm. that is what horror movies are. Horror movies only work because people do stupid things or wrong things. Drunk teenagers do the dumb wrong things. A team of scientists. When you when you have when you have a, it's a trillion dollar spaceship. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's think about the massive fucking amount of money that is. Okay, in twenty eighty nine, that's nothing. No, that's still going to be a giant fucking chunk of change. (laughs) I won't have a trillion dollars. You can't carry a trillion dollars in a truck. Okay, well, you know, I can't. So I I can explain this. So why are you going to rush spoilers? Like. Why are you going to rush things? This spaceship cost a trillion dollars. Uh-huh. Never mind the rest of the fucking shit. <laughs> why are you going to rush and put any of that shit in jeopardy? Especially, I don't see why you have such a big issue with that. Because honestly, I, it's if, one of the things that was just on a, really if fucking If I was on a ship me. where it was like, holy crap, we are about to find another civilization, I would be doing the same thing. I'd be like, let's get the fuck down there. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, I've never been to this, mm-hmm. like, I have no idea what's on this fucking planet. Let me run down yeah, there. I mean, granted, without, the, the dude, without checking this shit out. They the, had no idea Granted, what the was dude going taking on. off his helmet inside the thing, just like, oh, there's air. The thing says there's oxygen, so good. Dumb. That's dumb. Yes. Dumb. Like that, but the Not other, only is that, that dumb. Guy, I hated that guy anyway. Okay, fine, and I wanted but not only is that die. dumb, every other character taking his lead, well, like, he took his helmet off. Fuck no, at least one guy should have been like, I'm leaving my fucking helmet on. I don't know what the... There should have been that one voice of the of the audience yeah. to be like, yeah. God, well, no, I'm leaving this on. We're on an alien I planet. Like, What's wrong with you? I feel like we're starting to nitpick tiny little things and focus only on those. And I mean, because there's bigger issues. I'm, I'm there yeah. out of spoiler there are, stuff. Yeah, I know, but there are bigger ideas introduced, and my issue is that they don't follow up on any of them, and they do the lost thing of letting people just kind of figure it out for themselves. Okay. Which I... I can see why that appeals to some people. I, I think they do it too much. I don't I, think I don't this mind is the last if there's movie. some ambiguity. I don't think I think there will be another movie in this prequel world. Yeah. Right. I, I think so as there well. There will be. Depending on how it does the second week. It's gonna like, rake in piles of fucking No, the the word yeah. of mouth I mean You don't think it's too basically it's a, one of us one of us in here loved it, one of us absolutely hated it, and you're kind of moving towards the hate direction as this has gone on. Whereas I'm still kind of in the middle, like I will go ahead and there's say stuff it. I love in here, but this there's stuff I don't like. This movie is too heady for a, a summer movie. Oh yeah, and that's the problem is people are expecting a summer like people check it's their brains at the door when heady. it goes to the to the to the to the summer. You know, you mm-hmm. expect like when someone says there's an alien prequel movie, don't people don't expect a movie about exploration and wonder and the problems? That's what of- I'm saying. That's why the fault of this movie is even dallying in the alien universe at all. But it, the, it's why, killing why is, it. Why is that wrong? I mean, I don't understand. Like it to me, it, like by saying. It's in this universe. You don't have to explain. You don't have to go into why they're doing this or why is this happening well, or why does a you know this show up or the why does issue, that show up? The issue, and I'm, I'm going to guess this is what Chuck is going to say, but the issue is that it robs a lot of the ambiguity that's in the alien films. Yeah. That later, like where the alien comes from, why, why it's doing what it's doing. Those kind so of your, things. The problem is, is like the quasi-midichlorian explanation? Is kind of, it? yeah. Okay. Kind of. A little bit. I mean, you've got the X-Files Black Oil being responsible for all this, you know. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Well, okay. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, look, I've seen Mission to Mars, okay? That's this movie. It's it. This movie is Mission to Mars with an alien DNA sprinkled through it. And that episode of Star Trek where... Kurt on Twitter mentioned that it's basically Star Trek V. It, it's a little bit five. Star Trek five going to see God, but it's also that Star Trek, the next generation episode where like one humanoid species planted its seed on every planet. And that's why everyone looks the same except with bumpy foreheads. It's that it's that episode. It's that mm-hmm. plus mission to Mars plus some alien goo. That's it. Hmm. I, I don't totally agree with that stuff. But. Plus the delicious Charlize Theron. Pointless character. She yeah. was great well, to look at. I, she was, but I will oh, say, oh. There are too damn many people in this movie. Well, they they, they completely have... ignore like eight of them. Yeah. So I, I know to the but... point where I don't even know where they were at the end of this movie in the hangar, dying of <laughs> syphilis, <laughs> <laughs> alien syphilis. Yeah. No, but there <laughs> they got blankets of syphilis. There's there are. <laughs> I find it interesting we haven't even talked about David, but it's the Tuskegee because he's I've the best up. character in the movie anymore. But. Let's, you know the point. Let's listen to some voicemails. I'm sorry. No, just, I'm sorry. At a certain point, it's like you know. You, you, I don't understand what you're trying to do. Like I enjoy this movie, and are you trying to warn people against seeing it? 
You're trying to tear me down, like bring my opinion down of it. Yeah, we're trying to fuck well, you up. That's the problem. <laughs> no, like, I, but, I don't understand. No. Like, but here's the deal. Like, I had a friend who came out of the theater. You know, he watched it last night. Okay. And he texted me. He's like, "Man, that was great." And I was like, "Yeah, there's some frustrating stuff in there." And then he's like, "Yeah, it was a little weird how this happened." And I was like, "Yeah," and this was weird too. And then you know, by the end of the conversation, he was like, "Man, that movie wasn't good at all. What the fuck?" And I'm like. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to make you suddenly hate the movie, but you know, that that's the issue is, you know, like we've talked about where you've got plausible or awesome. Mm -hmm. This is somewhat similar in that you can take a couple implausibilities about people doing stupid stuff, but when you pile up too many, it's too easy to push through that veneer. And and that's my point. And then you get reactions like this where it's like, well, God damn it. Why they do that. And then why do that? Like if you see the red letter media thing, where he yeah. just asked another guy questions about stuff for the movie for four minutes straight. Just I mean, going, well, why did they do that? Why yeah. did he come here? Why didn't he do, you know, and you can do that with any movie. I know. I swear you can do that with any movie. I know. Take but any this movie, movie you like and rewatch it from a completely analytical standpoint. And your movie is completely flawed. Any movie. I know. Okay. Any movie ever. I, I'm in no way trying to to tell anyone who liked this movie they're wrong. I'm certainly not trying to tell I you am. that. I haven't heard you say what you, you like, really. I, so I, I, I'm just voicing. It's it's not it's not a new idea of a movie. It is a it is a simple idea that involves space travel. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We can call it Star Trek Five or whatever. But it, it's it's the simple tale of when man plays God, what happens, and and it, and it's that simple thing. Like when we reach the point where it's like. We have played God. We've created things. Other people have done the same thing. They've they've reached their pinnacle, and oh shit, there's that oh shit level you hit where it's like fuck, we've gone too far, and now we've destroyed ourselves. And th- and that's what this is. It's like a cautionary tale of that. It's you know, it, it's all those kind of things. It, it's a it's a retread uh, idea from sci-fi. Yeah, told many times over from you know, I mean, I mean from I, Bradbury to everybody else. I mean, it's like I, I do a really want to see it again. It. I really want to see it again because. I think I think I'll like it more to be honest. I think I'll be able to forgive that stuff because the first time you watch it there's so many things that it just doesn't bother to explain. Mm-hmm. But after reading so many things on the internet so far that you know cuz there's like three or four different theories about things about why David's doing a lot of the stuff he's doing, why I'm not going to get into other things, but see I there's mean- there's a lot there. It's honestly, it feels like Southland Tales because the first time I saw Southland Tales, I remember way back when I was like, fuck this movie. This is idiotic. Nothing makes sense. And then I read a lot of stuff about it. And I'm like, well, that's actually kind of cool. You know, so it's kind of it's got that feeling. I just I think they pile up too many ambiguities and they don't connect enough dots. And now we're left with. Well, this theory is pretty cool. That one's not, you know, that sort of. Yeah, I just I I feel like this this is the kind of movie it's like I. I would have a hard time trying to defend it. All I can say is right now, I enjoyed it. I felt like, for the most part, actions were mostly justified in, in movie terms, like uh, motivations, things like that. Like mm-hmm. I could understand what the underlying force was of, of why this was happening and why that was happening. And that that's all I have to go on. I mean, it's, like, it, it's a movie that's so filled with stuff that it's hard to, like, yeah, I could get, you can get nitpicky, and that's easy to do because if I glossed over that. You know, maybe I don't mm-hmm. remember that exact point. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot going on in this movie. And I think that's... A, when I say it's heady, I'm not saying, like, you don't understand it. I'm not trying to pull that card or something like that. I'm saying, like, this is a movie with too many ideas for a summer movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think also what's frustrating about it is that because there are so many ideas, when you get, like, the five-minute scene of Charlize Theron and, and, and 
Captain Guy, um, just chit-chatting on the bridge and in a scene that goes absolutely nowhere, it's like it, it, it's like the Nikki and Paolo episode of Lost. It's like, you just wasted my time. You, you just wasted five to seven minutes of my time in a scene that means absolutely I that nothing. Scene. I love that scene. It was a fine little scene. It was a nice little moment of acting. Independent and of everything else? Cute sure. dialogue, no but considering everything that happened before it and everything that happens after it, pointless. You could you could yank that scene right out of the movie and it means nothing. It it, it contributes nothing to that movie. It's character development. That's what happens in movies. Like, what did... <sighs> I, I, I just... I don't see where it develops anything, where that really developed anything terribly useful for the movie. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I, like I just I, loved it I, because it asked a question I was thinking in my head at that exact, exactly, exact moment. Exactly. Well, I'd been asking I, it for about 10 and minutes. And that was, that was among the better parts of screenwriting in the movie. That's why it's still in there. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I, I love when a movie finally just, you know, you've got a thing, like, from almost from the moment she showed up, I'm like, well... <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like for the movie to just blatantly at a certain point come out and just ask it what the audience is thinking. I mean, what that's I I thought it was great. Yeah, that's that's a device I appreciate when mm-hmm. movies do that. But and that's one of the few <laughs> compliments I'll hand that script because I think from an acting and a direction standpoint and cinematography standpoint and special effects standpoint, just about everything in that movie is fantastic. On Agreed. A, on a script standpoint, it's broken. I think I, it's the the script is the problem with everything. And that's what's so frustrating to me about it is you've made all this awesome stuff, but you didn't have a good enough script to pull it all together, which I know is debatable, but yeah. So should we listen to some voicemail? Sure. <laughs> Cause I want to Take tell everyone they're right or wrong when they write in. Everyone's wrong. I yeah. mean, we'll just start off with that. Okay. Uh, I'm curious here. Everyone, it's not me. All right, yeah, so the first one here is from Cade. Hey, Banffcast, this is Cade, the high schooler from Washington. In regards to your Prometheus talk, I rather enjoyed it. I went in with low expectations, I heard mixed reviews, and was thoroughly entertained. Uh, Most of the acting was pretty good. I didn't like how people had random spouts of weirdness, like crying and such. It wasn't really explained. But Fassbender pulled it out of the gutter. He made a really, really good android. Um... The balance between CGI and prosthetics were enjoyable. I There were more CGI, obviously, but the practical effects were nice. Why I think people aren't enjoying it is because they probably expected more to do with the Alien universe, and it could basically be its own movie up until you watch it to a certain point. And I think that's that's why. Because once, once you watch it to that certain point, uh, you may get a blue balls feel. That's my views, uh, and I just went over a minute. Uh, sorry. Uh, Excelsior, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I, job, expectations Kate. do pay, play a big part, you know, because Men in Black 3, we enjoyed it because we expected nothing. Right. And this movie, I think a lot of people, even more extreme than me, were expecting greatness and... When they didn't get it, they were pretty pissed off about it. And I just wanted—I don't know—mediocrity. I I just really wanted. I just really hoped for middle of the road. I really wanted to see it opening night, as to not be spoiled on it. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it was—it should be interesting. Yeah, that's that's what I was looking forward to was an interesting movie, and Mm -hmm. I I guess I it did you know succeed. Yeah, in in that vein, but well. 
I mean, I said that I said this to you earlier, Mackie. It was basically like I think this movie made a great trailer. That first trailer, where like they're just showing glimpses of, of all of all the stuff, and you're sort of piecing it together in your head. I think that's a fantastic little almost movie. And then the director's cut of that trailer <laughs> called Prometheus well, those <laughs> was those just trailers too long. <laughs> gave away too damn much. Well, they did. They absolutely because did. Because there is one very specific thing that ties into Alien that they show. I figured they would show it a lot earlier in the movie because of showing in the trailer. And yeah. it is literally like in the last 15 minutes. Which, and that's yeah, the, basically showing the ship. Basically yeah, showing okay. that it is the ship from Alien. Right. Yeah. Because you don't know. You just don't know until way, way late in the movie. And that's... Well, I mean, the trailer... to put that in the trailer sucks. All the trailers had that shot of the, the space jockey thing coming out of the floor. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, we're going to go there. All right, yeah. fine. And then the, where we went with that wasn't exactly where I'd hoped that was going. It, it, didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't seem like a satisfactory explanation as to what those things were. That I thought it was great. I just, I mean, that's, I don't have any other counter than that. Okay. I just, I, it's a, it's a single side. You have you had expectations. Like I had, I literally was. I went into this blank. Like I, I, I did a certain point. Like I watched the teaser thing, and I was like, I'm done. Like that's more than I really actually wanted to see. That's all I saw. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tried I not did, to. Yeah. I didn't, even I didn't watch, watch the I, TED talks. I did, or yeah, any yeah, of yeah that I didn't stuff. watch any of that stuff. Actually, I did watch that, which was probably good. I did watch the Guy Pierce one because mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Really, as it turns out. Yeah. But I mean, I was like, I, I went in blank. I was like, I don't care. I don't, I don't, ex- I, I honestly didn't expect it to have anything to do with uh, the alien universe, except for like, it it was might be the company. That was like the extent of it. Mm-hmm. And obviously I knew there, there was going to be something about the ship and the jockey because it's in the trailer. Yeah. But I was like, that's fine. I don't care if they just find that and go, hey, look, we found this mm-hmm. and it meant nothing to alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I mostly don't have problems with the, the alien portion of it. I mean, the, the, the tie in mm-hmm. it's part of the problem, but most of the problems come from just the movie by itself. Okay. Right. I, I just, I, th- I think the alien hints went too far. It, it got to the, it was sort of a blue balls thing where they were just, they were just hitting you with, with so many shades of alien that it was just like, just get to it. Just do it. Just get to the thing. Just do the thing that you want to do movie. <laughs> And not when it became the thing, which it did at one point. It was the thing, which was weird. The scene. Okay, now the, you're just getting too vague. Well, the scene in the cargo bay with the flamethrowers and. Mm. Oh, oh, I, th- I didn't really meant the thing. Yeah, I meant the thing. Okay. <laughs> when it became the thing. Okay, the movie, the thing. Yeah. Sorry. Right. You confused me when you Sorry. said the when thing. That's the, the thing. thing that I'm trying to be so vague. Or here. the thing. I'm, trying my best yeah. when that guy went down and did that thing to that right. other thing and yes. then stuff happened yeah. god because that man what a, what a scene because that one thing was dumb mm-hmm. and there was no explanation for that thing or why yeah. anyone said hey open the door and let that thing in yeah right dumb all right next voicemail <laughs> okay hey bamcast this is listener scott from middle of nowhere texas and uh i saw you were asking for impressions about prometheus and i have to say it's probably the funniest comedy i've seen in theaters for a while uh, don't go into it expecting alien or aliens. Just, god damn it, bordered on, uh, some really absurd stuff. Reminded me of, uh, crazy Japanese movies like Machine Girl on the Way. Alright, that's it. Just recommending Prometheus as a great comedy. Uh, Scott out. Uh, welcome internet. Now, there's only one really scene of gore, I thought. 
and it's the when she's in the tube, which is yeah. probably the best scene in the movie. Though that's one that was very it's very cringeworthy. Yeah, but I that was fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was played for comedy, but <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, yeah. But that is probably Had a couple it. laughs. laughs. Worth a chuckle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, look at that. So do you want me? To yeah, play let's just play the other one. Okay. Let's keep going. Hey guys, this is Josh in Corpus Christi, Texas again. Just calling uh, to feedback against the call out for Prometheus reviews. Uh, long story short, I absolutely loved it. I went into it with probably not necessarily lower expectations, but lower anticipation than most people I knew. And I seem to have enjoyed it a lot more. I might need to see it a couple more times, and it's been pretty far removed from the last time I saw Alien. But I don't really have any major complaints other than that one uh, that one particular thing that happens in the movie where after which the main character should have been pretty much rupturing their entire abdomen while running around. Yeah, that was a little bit off. But everything else I thought was fantastic. It felt to me like Ridley Scott took James Cameron's toys and made an actual film out of them instead of just a movie, as, you know, Harlow kind of puts it. Uh, anyway, on top of that, I just wanted to uh, voice my opinion again. I know I said it on Twitter, but I hope to God that Forest Month ends, or at least has some uh, kind of uh, inclusion of the Delta Force, because holy fuck, that movie is amazing. Every time I watch it, it just gets more and more ridiculous, and I think Chuck Norris's uh, motorcycle in that movie Probably I'd be the ones from Megaforce, but that's just me. Anyway, uh, thanks again, guys. Crash and burn. Josh out. Well, Josh, glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, like we said, expectations kind of change everything, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think we even brought up. I think all of us saw it in in Super 3D, like IMAX 3D. No, you didn't. I saw it flat. You saw it flat. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, that the probably cool kids, explains it. The cool yeah, kids was filmed saw. in 3D, it so it worked. Yeah. Um, of course. Because I, I guess Ridley Scott's not an asshole, so he didn't do any of the jump out of your face no. um, 3D you, crap. That, that doesn't really work on modern day 3D anyway. Yeah, I mean yeah. it just it, it just doesn't. That that's an old yeah. This is thing. yeah. Like, 3D's all they still try to feel. do it oh, and the kids' movies and shit and, and asshole that's, directors. That's but, probably why there's all this the pop up vid screens so that they can just do the depth of field stuff. Oh. With that yeah, and, and they they did a really good job with that. And there was there was one scene with like the ship coming at the screen that actually messed with me like my eyes kind of went wonky because it was <laughs> the ship was coming at the screen. So Did my you see eyes the sailboat. Were, yeah. <laughs> so my <laughs> eyes were trying to focus on it as it came closer and it made, made my eyes go weird for oh. a second. That was, oh dear. that was kind of strange, mm-hmm. but yes, good job on the three dizzles. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, and I, I saw no indication that it had been yeah. shot in 3d. Yeah. You didn't miss anything. It's like, you don't no. miss anything, not having 3d. It and just, I don't mean from like a helps. gimmicky standpoint. I just, I mean, looking at it, it was just like, yeah. it didn't seem like there would have been any, but there was really from I mean, the depth of, yeah. of, which I just don't like. I just, my brain doesn't like it. You don't like depth. I like depth. I don't think you do. I do. I like I don't depth. Think you do. I do. You don't. You want to I liked it. Yeah. Depth. I like, no. I like Johnny depth. <laughs> All right. I bet you do like his Johnny depth. <laughs> All right. We got one more voicemail. Let us listen to it. Hey, Bathcasters, this is Kurt, formerly of Bangkok, now of New York City, I guess. Just wanted to weigh in on Prometheus. You know, I'm sure by this point you guys have really gone over a lot of the inconsistency and the plot holes and that kind of thing. I want to weigh in on that because I think we're all on the same page there. The thing that I noticed that really didn't come up in a lot of reviews, but I, I think bears some discussion is the performances. Now, Fassbender is amazing. 
And really, that movie would not have worked without him. But you get past him, Charlize Theron, very, very good. And she is easily a successor to Ripley in a, a very dark way. But Numi Rapace, as, you know, ostensibly the character we're supposed to follow, a terrible, terrible mistake. I don't know what it is about Hollywood that they keep trotting out her and Michael Nyquist, who uh, was her co-worker in the Swedish version of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, as the next big thing. He was the bad guy in Mission Impossible 4, and he was... Uh, he was just, he, he's like my father's accountant. He's bland. But Potts herself is really a very poor lead. Yes, she does terrified well. Give her that. She can tremble and uh, cry with the best of them. But every other scene, she is smiling beatifically. Like she has just doped up on morphine. I don't get it. Um, that's, you know, again, I've got a lot of problems with the movie. I think it was okay. I think in its own bizarre way, it was less a prequel to Alien than it was a spiritual successor to Blade Runner as far as its inquiries about the human condition. But, hey, like I said, that's just uh, my two cents worth. I got a lot more, but I'm sure you've already covered, you know, a lot of of, of what the movie kind of kind of put on. Hey, thanks, Kurt. Yeah, thanks, and welcome, Kurt. welcome, welcome back to the USA, to the US, Kurt. Yeah. We feel we feel safer now yes. that you are on on home turf. Hopefully, you kissed the ground when you got off the plane. Yeah, like fourteen. <laughs> no, the Ridley ground Scott kissed movie. him. <laughs> He's Kurt the Rock. Oh, that's it. right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. duh. Yeah. I I didn't have any problems with her. To be honest, I really I didn't have an issue with her for her character of being this scientist person. I was okay with her. I yeah. I. The the fact that the movie thrust her into the lead role seemed a bit wrong, but I didn't. Ha- it, it didn't seem like her fault. Yeah, I'm neutral on her as yeah, well. I just she didn't, she didn't offend me. No, so no. I did like watching Charlize Theron, though. I can't say that enough. Yep. <laughs> yes. I won't argue with that. And Fassbender did. I mean, Fassbender knocked it out of the park. I think that the first time that we we're kind of introduced to him, that whole long sequence. I just I loved that part. Mm-hmm. That was maybe my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's where I knew I was on board. Yeah, and then it pushed me off the boat eventually. <laughs> I kind of wish. Plank. I kind of wish they hadn't shown so much of Lawrence of Arabia. Like you could have sort of just inferred that that's where he was drawing his persona from a little bit, and the and the way he decided to make himself look and everything. They sort of lingered on that a bit too long. Yeah, but I, honestly, I felt like people that aren't us. The majority haven't seen Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, I yeah. know, but they're still—they're not even going to know what it is. It's not like the movie tells them. So, you know, for people who don't know what it is, it doesn't do them any good either. I—I'm I, not saying don't show it. I just think they lingered on that one scene in Lawrence of Arabia for too long for him to, you know, for them to say this is where he's getting his his sort of demeanor and his uh, appearance from. Mm-hmm. So that's minor. That, that didn't even quit one and Chuck. <laughs> Sorry. So do we want right. to do some hardcore spoilers right at the end? Sure. Sure. This could go on for a while <laughs> if we get into the picky parts. Well, I just want to talk think, about the very end. Okay. okay. Unless we've got any final non-spoilery. I mean, we've been semi-spoilery, but nothing like really major yet. But no. I. Is there anything final we want to say before well, those who haven't seen it can sign off? <laughs> like 
the weird thing the weird thing about this movie and i guess it says something at least to me about it it at least it's making me think about it because when i left the theater i was like ah oh, that was that was fun i like that that was you know cool and then i started thinking about it started reading some stuff about it which swung me towards the oh really was that is that really what happened in this freaking movie <laughs> and i kind of came back a little further on the positive side and then even throughout this discussion i've i'm wavering back and forth on Mm -hmm. how much i like it and it's it's really probably on gonna end up somewhere in the middle uh you know once the final tally is 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 made but um at least it's got enough in it to make me think and want to think about it yeah i mean i just you know i i just want to point out that I I did I don't think this is a deplorable movie. It's not detestable. It's not filth or garbage or you know lowest common denominator. This movie is ruining marriage. No, it, none of that. I I, I it is it, it is not a badly made movie. Ninety nine percent of the problems come from the script. Um, I, I I just the the complaints that I've voiced. I don't want it to sound like I think this is one of the worst movies of all time or even one of the worst movies of the year. It's not. I just. I am so drastically indifferent to it at this point that by next week, I won't even remember it being a thing. Mm-hmm. And like when it comes out on Blu-ray, I'll just be like, oh, that's out. Neat. You know, it just, it'll just be it's it's here and it's gone for me. It's it's not anything lasting. It's not something that I'll warn people against mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just it's just it wasn't it wasn't something I found entertaining and I've moved on. So, yeah, I guess at this point, I'm just wavering between how much I'm willing to forgive and how much I'm not. Because I go back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In my in my current uh, impression of the movie, I I would rank it in my top five of favorite sci fi's of the last ten years or so. I, I'd rank it below Moon, probably, probably even below Sunshine. But it's it's there for different reasons. Like with something like District Nine, I mean, it's it's in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like mm-hmm. I just I I enjoyed it that much. Yeah. Now, granted, I I may. I don't generally go down. I don't. I don't. My my reviews of a movie don't go generally go down on multiple viewings. They usually tend to go up. Um, this one could go either way. I can't say for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but you but have I'm, been taking a lot of drugs lately. So yeah, yeah. once you have to get a real job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. So I don't know. I'm just saying. Like generally, multiple viewings of a movie. I I actually, especially from something that from somebody I think is a generally talented filmmaker, I will find more good than bad out of it. Mm-hmm. And. As much, you know, not to go spoilery on a completely different movie, but like, I love Blade Runner. Do not get me wrong, but I have one or two things in that movie that really bother me. Like, I could get nitpicky on it, but I love that movie. It's I don't let those things that I absolutely hate in that movie bring the whole movie down. Yeah, you know, like I said, it's how much you're willing to forgive. Yeah, and I just, but I mean, there's always been like from the very first time I saw Blade Runner, there's always been like one, two little things in that movie that I absolutely hate, like really hate. Like, they don't make any sense. They they mess with my brain. There's just mm. no reason they should happen. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I just, I'm, I right now love it. Can't say what future viewings will bring. Yeah. I hope better things. Yeah. Me too. So, Me too. I want to see the director's cut. I only cut about and 20 then the minutes final out. Cut. Yeah. And then, then the, the final, alternate yeah, cut. Then the, uh, uh, and then, then the, the ultimate print. final. <laughs> no, I don't want to see the work. <laughs> so, spoiler, spoiler time. alert. Spoiler what? alert. What? Shut the podcast off if you haven't seen it. Yep. So, so about Spoilers. that part when when Jesus brought um, brought the alien to the ship, what wasn't that cool? <laughs> I like that. 
if there's one thing I don't like about Prometheus, since we're in the spoiler territory, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't wish they. I wish the credit sequence, whatever you want to call that, was not the there. very last yeah, scene. That, that was terrible. That was that, that, that was big, almost a slap in the face of the audience. Like that scene, the alien popping out of the fucking engineer felt like it was filmed later and the studio after the studio said where the fuck is the alien yeah yeah that is how that scene felt to me that's and how it felt it, it was just we gotta have an alien and it put felt an alien. like such a fucking pandering thing yeah and it mm. yeah and because of that and it introduces all the continuity errors that can happen go leading into alien sure yeah so i mean basically because of that scene a french girl gave birth to a squid that face fucked a giant atlas naked dude and that's why we have the alien movies mm-hmm. that's retarded <laughs> i would have prefer preferred ambiguity instead well, of that yeah you know i mean that scene was just like ah oh, geez well, and, and don't forget that um david put the junk in what's his dude's holiday's drink, drink holiday's drink yeah who who got infected and then fucked the french girl right. who then gave birth right. so yeah, it's all because Who's of the French girl. Nomi Rapace. She's oh, not French. Okay, whatever. Even though everyone keeps calling her the French yeah. girl. Okay. Well, she speaks with a nondescript accent. So, yeah. where's she from? Yeah, she's Swedish. Is she Swedish? Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. She's supposed to have a Scottish accent, actually. Oh, she did a great job with that. I've, that's where I was going with it. <laughs> yeah. But either way, yeah. <laughs> whatever. And that. I just. Like, okay, and, and werewolf guy. Seriously. Yeah, that's I, my other big issue. I understand is, they're concocting this. this this weapon of goo, whatever DNA fucking stuff. And, and so it has different results on different things and stuff. It is literally primordial ooze. Yeah. But I mean, so it affects this one guy that just sort of turns him into sort of like raging guy who shows up at the door of the ship, bent over like a crab or something. Yeah. And they the f- open the why door. Why do you open the door and they, for that? You fucking idiot. They open the door, walk right up to him. It's like, Hey, look, look, hey, it's, look him. it's bent in half. <laughs> How did it get here? And then rage killed, you know, 900 people. And, it's like that. What was that? That's the re- part of the retarded motivation. Okay, thing so they didn't know he was in the suit. They just saw his camera. No, but I mean, they they opened the, the they they had the signal or whatever, and there's like he's outside. So they they close they open the the pod bay door, and dude walks all the way up to him, and like from twenty feet away, you can see it. He's something in bent himself. in half. Yeah. He's like a crab monster. But you don't generally think that guy's alive. I wouldn't walk up to it either. If his suit suddenly showed back up at the door of the ship. I wouldn't think that's anything to open the door for. Yeah, <laughs> the planet my, blew his My suit. issue is less with them reacting to him and then, you know, because that feels like it's there because they needed an action scene. That's exactly Because they hadn't had one in a while. Yeah. But my issue more is, why the fuck did that happen? Why did he turn into that? What is, you know, and that's the issue I was talking about earlier with, okay, what's the main threat? Is it DNA. the snake things? No, DNA is, is the Is it that guy? Is it the engineer? Is it the squid thing? Is it the oil? What the fuck is it? You know, it's that's, the oil. It's all the same that's thing. The, yeah, it's, yeah, it's but that's how why the there's DNA no is interacting is with all the stuff. But it's like, who knows what's good? And, and I guess my thing is like, n- not exactly knowing what it's going to do to each individual individual or whatever. It just seemed like the ideas they came up with didn't seem interesting enough. Like she gave birth to a squid, you know, we've seen, mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, that looks like the alien curled up when they show it on the monitor. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just in terms of, of of like all the the crazy shit this this whatever they were cooking up could have done to people. Just werewolf man and squid monster seem like something out of a Roger Corman movie because that's all they could do <laughs> is like throw some hair on that guy and make him sort of hulking. And 
you know, I just parts of the movie seem to have a great amount of imagination, and then other parts it was just like, eh, put that guy in a furry suit. You know, it just I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. What, what would have made it better? Would it like? Do you want them to come out and say what the stuff does, or no, leave no, it no. as a mystery? I, I didn't want. I didn't want explanation. I don't think it's necessarily a, a problem with okay. It, just makes this guy mad, but it turns this guy into a wolf man, but it does well, it made, here. It made it's, the big dude disintegrate as he fell off the waterfall mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Yeah, but I think that was by design. I think that was a ritual that those things did to seed the universe, which was these Maybe. planets are forming and they have this ritual because like the ship is, is floating over and as soon as he starts the process, ship leaves. I, I think that was part of the, the, the process that these things were doing, seeding the universe of, of whatever. Yeah, that's... They basically said it's him seeding Earth. Yeah, seeding right. life on Earth. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I got from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I figured that's going on on planets all over the place. It wasn't just Earth. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the movie was such so focused on Earth. I, I didn't really understand well, that. And there's a lot of religious subtext sure. going on because they say, oh, they were this all the shit went down two thousand years ago, and that's when they decided yeah. they were going to come get us. And gee, what happened two thousand years? Right. Ago? I know. You know. I know. There's all that stuff going on, which you know, certain people have latched onto that. Yeah, as a reason to hate it or <laughs> no, no it's just, it's just one, one of the theories further... to explain the yeah. engineer's behavior because you know you never know what david says to the engineer and you never know why the engineer reacts that way yeah and that was sort of disappointing not knowing what david was saying obviously it wasn't what he was programmed to say because obviously yeah. they were or he wasn't directly translating he I, was uh, he was saying something else that's the thing but you're not what you're at the big finale w- of this movie and they don't tell you what, yeah. It, it's just like, what did he say, and why did it turn that guy into Hulk smash? You know, yeah. I mean, if I was that thing, I'd be like, hey, something speaking my language, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just Hulk smash. So is this the Lost in Translation? I hate that movie because I they don't know what they said at the end thing. I didn't see that, so I don't know. No, it's... It, it's, it's just it's ambiguity like it's on very, top of ambiguity. It, it seems and, like it should be very important to know what he said because yeah. it's obviously well, it's, it's less important what he said and more important why this thing suddenly flipped out and it's just right that, you yeah know, it's but you don't know why he flipped out unless you you don't know what he said y- yeah and uh, even if you do know what he said you don't know why he flipped out i mean there's just it's just ambiguity on top of ambiguity and it, it gets to a point where that's just frustrating it's not I don't want it all spelled out for me. God knows Lost didn't spell everything out for me, and I still look back on that show fondly and will continue to do so and will continue to fight people who hate that show because they didn't like the ending. But my issue is that I, I like it when there's ambiguity. I like when the dots aren't connected. Sure. But I don't like it when there's not enough evidence to go on to even try to make the connections. Instead, you're just making shit up to fill in the gaps. That's sort of that's what, lazy. That's, that's what I sort of feel like. That's, that's what, what this we mo- all have that, to do. That's where this movie gets to that point. It's you know, I don't want to write my own ending. Yeah, people get paid millions of dollars to write endings. I paid you ten dollars to see what ending you came up with. Well, and it's not up to me. And I dislike that so much of it is basically lead up for a sequel. Like I think that's why they didn't answer some of them either. Yeah, they didn't know, or it's leading for a sequel, which. Okay, the continuing adventures of David and Elizabeth in yeah. space. What's she going to eat on that ship? <laughs> yes. How's she going to eat? Uh, Where's she going to sleep? She. Had... What's she going to do? Like how? She's on a fucking alien ship, not designed for humans. How the fuck is she going to get to she another planet? She will play on the, space, the space flute, and it will produce milky and substance. David will play the space flute. Right. 
Because he was the only one who knew how to play the space yeah. flute. Yeah, I, Can I he just, put himself back together? I don't know. She didn't drag his body out. Or, yeah, she did. She lowered his body yeah, out of the she thing. She took his, his body. Yeah. So, I don't know I, how I she just, dragged both the body. I don't know how the bitch moved after she had her <laughs> abdomen ripped open. <laughs> that's just, because that's they just movie they wound didn't even, healing. Well, they didn't even give you any, like, super space she stapled. stitches. She stapled. She, the bitch got <laughs> stapled. <laughs> A lot of staples. Yeah, she got like twenty staples. She I also would be. I also don't understand why future underwear is bandages. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> bitch would have bled out in like thirty seconds after she started running out of that thing. I, I think that's what I really don't She'd like is all, all the fourth act stuff because this ba- this film basically does have a fourth act. Yeah. Is that the section of her leaving and the alien popping out of the thing and. I didn't like either of those, which is not a good way to end a movie. Yeah, I sort of felt like it should have ended 10 minutes earlier. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with her leaving and taking David with her or whatever, but oh, that I, was just, fine. I felt like the the inclusion of the alien didn't make sense for multiple reasons. Like, I mean, the inclusion yeah. of the primordial alien the, queen yeah, thing. And, and, how is that, yeah. and how is that supposed to evolve over the span of like 20 years? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure what, what popped out was obviously a queen because it came from her. Yeah, and they've the established, they've, they, yeah, they've established that generally the queens are born from female whatever. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing about the alien universe is they look like their host. I mean, that's why right. the alien in Alien Three looks more like a dog than person. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I mean, so in a in a story wise structure, it was obvious that that queen was going to go to the room and make eggs, probably on top of the oozy can- canisters that were in the same room, basically. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. shit makes you evolve, so. Yeah. Or devolve. And, and does it drive anyone else crazy that there's still people that are like that don't realize that it was a different planet they landed on? Than the I've seen so many reviews planet. and people writing about it are like, like, well, how, why didn't they see all the ships when they land on the planet in Alien? And it's like, you dumbass! They show it clearly on the screen that it's a different planet. Well, hardcore people will know it's a different planet. There, there's, there's no. I mean, obviously, it says LV and then another number. Yeah, two twenty three. But you don't exactly know what you're looking at. It's not like people who have seen Alien and Aliens once or twice remember LV-426 like like we do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, like my, I'm sure my wife didn't remember that, and we just watched yeah. Alien and Aliens, you know, last week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess that's just me being a dick, but... Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but if, if you're going to be, if if you're gonna be reviewing kinda, movies for a living, you, you gotta probably have to ought to know that. dick yeah. in you. Well, no, I mean, I mean, <laughs> whoa, <Boom. laughs> nice. Um, no, I mean, if you're going to be, if you're going to be reviewing movies for, you know, hobby or, or income, then you should be able to make that distinction. You should know that that's not the same planet. Well, for movies that popular too. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. I guess, I guess, it, I guess it boils down to the end is like, I, I'm able to fill in the gaps with, and maybe it's. That's one of the reasons it becomes a different movie for everybody because whether you, you can fill in the gaps or or accept why this does that or you know why these people. That's the thing about this movie. This movie turns into something different for everybody else, just uh-huh. like the black like oil turns something different for everybody else. Oh, oh, so I've cracked the code for some of you right here the, on the Bevcast. The, crack the code for some of you. The black oil mixed with your cold black it, hearts, it, and it became a mm-hmm. festering pit of cynicism and despair. Yes, I get the gold too. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, so the code Ridley Scott. Send there me we go. There, there's our partial, partial spoil cast for sure. Prometheus. Yeah. But anyway, Prometheus. 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 Go say. We all loved it. <laughs> Prometheus. It, it was, was better than Cats. <laughs> yes. Or uh, not. Prometheus. It, it is, sucked. No. It's it was great. Cats. It was okay. It was pretty good. Right. It is our new favorite worst movie. 
that we hate. I will definitely say it's better than cats because I've seen cats. Okay, good. I have seen no. cats before. But yes, we've yeah. talked more than enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do some. We want to go home. Quick contact information. <clears throat> Rapid quick fire. Go. Contact information. Check us out on the website at bmfcast.com. Check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash bmfcast, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bmfcast. Check us out on iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiends podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, all that. Also, check us out on Stitcher or mobile app for all of your relevant devices. It will stream our glory directly to your ear holes and maybe your mouth holes, too. Send us emails to bmf at bmfcast.com if you want to write long treatises that we won't read. And finally, the most important thing that you can do, like your compatriots did today in our relatively spoiler-free Prometheus webcast of pods, give us a call on the Bavcast phone, the Garfield hotline, 9105-JAX-BMF, 910-556-9263. Call us, leave us a message, tell us how you feel. How do you feel? Like we do. Right. <laughs> Let's get out of here, shall we? Please. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Beep Test Out. <laughs> Show us the way to end. <laughs> <laughs>